Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff versus the World presents Hood Classics. And like always, I got my man Shahid here. What's going on, good sir? Chilling. <laughs> Chilling. Chilling. Trying to avoid trying to avoid the nonsense like Terry trying to avoid the nonsense. That's what I'm trying to do. And failing like Terry was failing. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to do. Uh-oh. First things first. This is probably the first and last time you ever hear a boys to men song open uh hood classics. But uh I felt like that was the best song to play for this movie because, eh, reasons. Um, yeah. This was a uh, movie was released in 1997. Uh, oh, oh, before we get into the movie, uh oh, we gonna get into the movie. We always talk about stuff we did and what happened and everything. Uh oh, yeah. So we gonna start with some good stuff. So good stuff is I went to the movies Thursday. I saw Tenet. How how was it? It's a very good movie that needs to be watched at least two times, probably three. Oh, no, no, yeah, because and that's even for a Christopher Nolan movie. This movie was kind of confusing. Like it was one. Christopher Nolan has this eye, like he has this gift of taking a convoluted science and kind of making it accessible, more or less, where it's like you kind of get an idea what goes on. But you, the more you watch, the more you pick up stuff. But it's, you know, he kind of like dummy, he dummies down arcane science. That makes sense. Even in this movie, him trying to do that, I was like, the fuck is going on? And I'm not dumb. Like I'm, you don't get anything from the previews, and you don't get anything from the like you get a small sample from the trailer, anything like that's going on. But like the gist of it's kind of like spoiler alert. People from the future creates the device to change the past because past actions ruin the future. So basically, it's like it's not necessarily time travel; is they can make stuff move backwards. Okay. So instead of you shooting a bullet, you catching one. Like it's kind of like something like something has to happen first, and then you see them doing it in reverse. Gotcha. Yeah. And they try to explain it. And it's like, oh, I guess I get it. And then you watch stuff going on, and you're like, what the f-? It was a whole bunch of, like, I'm not dumb. But it was a whole bunch of, I'm like, I think I get what's going on? Uh-huh. And by the end, you kind of like, okay. I, like, by the end, it's kind of like, I got 70% of the movie. Like, I, but that 30% of the you, like, rewatch stuff. I won't go too much in the plot. The plot is what it is. Um, John David Washington got the juice. That's what I've been he hearing. Next up. He next up. It's like I, his best way to describe him is a muscular Denzel and not just like body type, like how he acts. Like a more forceful, less refined, but like energetic. Like he's like a young Denzel, Super Saiyan wise. Like everything's a little bore expressed. Like he's got charisma. He's like, he, he can do the action chops. He himself said, like, you know, I would love to do a comedy verse. They didn't call me yet. They're going to call him after they see this. So. If I'm if I'm Marvel DC, I'm getting on the phone right now. 
Like yeah. he's got, and also, you don't got to worry about Robert Pattinson being Batman. Oh, I've been telling people that for a minute now. Um, but I guess seeing this movie pretty much confirmed it. it. They need to do buddy cop movies. Their chemistry was amazing. Like it was kind of like a, a sophisticated lethal weapon. And you remember I made that joke? Like you take Tom Hardy and give him hooked on phonics <laughs> and you have Robert Pattinson in this movie. Like he wasn't doing all that mush mouth Elmer foot nonsense. Tom Hardy likes to do like Tom Hardy could just be great, but he'd rather be funny. You know what, Danny? You know what you saying? It just making me angry because every time I watch Warrior, I always think about you saying that. He All got, his movies. Um, what's the one? The one with him and Shia when they the um, bootleggers. Oh, uh, shit! And I know, Jessica Chastain. He does the same thing. They're born to rock. Look together. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he does the same thing in that. Um, Dark Knight Rises. He like he loved her wearing a mask and covering his mouth, or just mumbling. Mad Max, they had to change his lines. Like he just can't. Ever since Inception, he been doing that shit. Yeah, because he, he spoke clearly in Inception. You heard everything he could say. You won't be like what? But everything else after that, oh man. <laughs> like everything is just bubbling and high strung and the last you know the last time you heard him speak clearly Venom when he busy eating yeah. raw chicken <laughs> and acting like a lunatic <laughs> so yeah Tom Hardy rather just do that Robert Pattinson is just he was smooth and suave and it's funny where they had better chemistry together than he had chemistry with um Elizabeth Debicki was like the love interest. Even though it was kind of like, you could see them, like they had chemistry because Kenneth Ronald was in there talking about, did you have sex with my wife? And you're like, not yet. God dang. <laughs> like he wasn't trying to, but it was like he had that kind of vibe. So I would definitely recommend the movie. It's a very entertaining movie. Um, the action, it's funny, like the action is easy to follow, which is saying a lot considering like a lot of stuff is in it's like backwards or reverse. Like most of the stuff is practical. Mm-hmm. They actually, like that plane crash they had, they said they actually used the plane because Christopher Nolan said it was cheaper and it looked better than the two CGI. Like, yeah, I just got a, I was going to do a model or a computer. I was like, I just get a plane. Yeah. It was easier. That seems like Nolan. That seems like, seem like a lot of people. It's, it's easy to crash a real plane to make <laughs> it look better. This seems like some Tom Cruise stuff. And I was thinking about that because I saw that Tom Cruise um, stunt for Mission Possible 7. He drives off a motorbike and then parachutes. Insane. He gonna die. What? If he's on, he gonna die doing the stunt, and he it, probably wouldn't have it either way because he don't want to die in bed. He probably think that's boring. So I would definitely recommend ten. You can wait for it to come on on um, the movie like TV because you'll probably have to watch it more than once for it to make sense. Okay. And one more thing, they never say his name. Really? They watch. Oh. He's the protagonist. That's okay. all he is. That's how he is in the credits. And I even know, like, I remember reading a review and they said that. And then I was watching the movie. And like, they never say his name. It never comes up once. And you only think about it because, like, oh, am I the protagonist? Like, you're a protagonist. There's other people that can be a hero. And it's kind of like, like, he's like CIA. And he joins this group. 
and people know who he, some people know who he is, but like they never say his name. They just talk to him. Like name names aren't really important in this movie. It's oh. about the movie. It's about like the concept and the the actors. It's not about you know. It's more about what people are doing, not what's going on. If that makes sense. Okay, I, you know the bad thing. I almost jumped to go to the movie theaters, but I didn't. I almost. I'm just still not. A lot. I mean, we went. It's like four people there. It's weird because like in a normal situation, this movie would have been awesome, like a packed theater. Yeah. But people clearly are not like some are going because these movies are making money, but they making like. 20% what they would normally make. It was kind of like, I, I might go buy an old rush. I don't blame them. Like, you know, you go to a movie theater, you can get popcorn and soda and that's it. And you sitting in there like a hundred seat theater. It's like nine people there. <laughs> like, Friday afternoon, it's kind of like, and you got a mask. Like you don't even really need a mask. Cause like you spaced out six feet. Ain't nobody around you, but you got a mask on you. Well, I'm like, I guess this fun. <laughs> yeah, it's just the movie experience is I'm sure it's completely different. Um But I tell you I'll tell you this. As more time the first the litmus test will be the first time a Marvel movie comes out. Yeah, I think so too. Or like when Wonder Woman comes out. Because then people are like, all right, it's been enough time. I'm well, bored. Well you haven't heard about Wonder Woman? They are in heavy discussions just to just to delay it again. They didn't say how far, but they talking about delay, just delaying all over again. Man, I mean, if they if they do, they might as well push it to twenty twenty one. But then it's kind of like you. That's the thing. You're making a lot of bets, like hoping that things are gonna be better in twenty twenty one. Ain't no guarantee it will be. Yeah, because this we we we're just starting the cycle of kids going back to school, kids going to college, and things picking back up again. Look, until you have a vaccine. We're just going to be doing, and unless you have a shutdown for two months, you're just going to be doing this over and over again. And you don't have a vaccine yet, and people ain't trying to stay home for two months because they can't afford it. So, yeah, you can keep pushing stuff back, and you're going to have some stuff like shows that film. There's a thing. Shows are coming back because they film in like Canada and stuff like that. I know The Flash is already filming or just about filming. Other stuff is starting back up. So you can make stuff in like Europe and Canada, everything like that. But what's the point if you want to show in a movie theater and uh, nobody in America want to go to the movies? You either going to have to like take that bullet or don't put it out, and you get to the point where it's like um, you're going to run out of stuff. Like it's a lot of stuff that's it's a lot of stuff that's not filming right now. So it's some stuff that's finished. It's like oh, what's going to come back? Um, mm-hmm. It might come a time like come January, February. What you watching? Yeah, back to. Uh... Heavily we watching Flash. We watching CW and Netflix. Pretty much, because uh, Hulu is uh, taking their time with uh, stuff now, which is shocking. Because um, didn't the boys come? Didn't they just release the boys all of it at once? Or am I thinking? If I no, remember the first three episodes, and then they're doing one a week. Last like, season, last time they released them all at once. Yeah, that's I what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, this time they're like, nah. No, they know they know they got eyes on them now. They're like, nah, y'all gonna wait. <laughs> and also, it's kind of like um, we show them all now. We ain't got nothing. Else. Pretty much. So we just, yeah, because they and they timed it perfectly. Because by the time they finish up, the Mandalorian will drop. Oh, well, that's good. So you still have some stuff out there we so can. Maybe, uh, yeah. And have you, you watched the boys yet? I've watched episode one and two. I haven't watched the third one yet. Oh, whoa. 
Oh boy, you need to watch episode three because all I will say is, without going to spoilers, I know the new character there, Stormfront. I know the background from the comics. I read from some stuff in there, and you can put the name. It's like okay, you see the name Stormfront. Like oh, she got that because she controls weather. <laughs> no, that's not why she got that name. Okay. And all you gotta do is read about the term Stormfront. Think about the fact that she's from Portland, and think about the history of Oregon. You remember Oregon started off a, a state for white people only. Oh boy. Um, yeah. Keep that in mind when you watch episode three, because first two episodes, I'm like, oh, she cool, she's sassy, she stand up for herself or anything like that. She ain't that bad. Knowing what was happening, but like it hadn't happened yet. Boy, you watch episode three, especially like the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's gonna be like, oh, maybe I should have been rooting for Thanos. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm definitely gonna watch that. That is shocking. More because they, and you know, the funny thing is, you read all the interviews, they kind of told you what was going on. It's like, um, we doing this for a reason. We want to have, you know, we change the gender, so it's different. Like stuff is different when it's a pretty woman saying it in a nice way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm definitely gonna be watching this after we finish recording. Um, mm-hmm. Anything Can't else wait for you to tell about that? So I did that. Caught up on Cobra Kai. Oh, glad people, glad people got to watch. But I got to. I didn't watch season two. I saw season one. I caught up on season two. Um, that last episode, of season two. <laughs> Yo, I wasn't ready, and I've been telling people. I'm like, I think the the the. Uh, the people working on the show really love the Karate Kid world, that universe, because of how they treating the characters and even, you know, the extensions of those characters as far as the kids and stuff like that. I think it's really good. And like, it's not stupid. It's like they're not they're not painting it in a good guy, bad guy. It's all about perspective and how you see things. Then the only bad guy is John Kreese. He ain't changing for shit. John Kreese, uh- <laughs> oh, it's been a long time since I hated a TV character or a movie character. Like I hate, I hate John Kreese. And the worst part is they, he come off as an asshole, and then they're like, oh, maybe it's some sympathy. You like think he changed it? Nope. To make it even worse, and y'all wasn't. I like I told people before, this show has no business being as good as it is. Doesn't it? Doesn't none. Like it's and they they take it seriously but not too seriously like they know what they're doing but they're not laughing at themselves they're laughing with you and it wouldn't work without the acting like yeah. it would not it wouldn't work without people knowing like embracing what it is and that last episode they out here having a brawl in the school for like what 30 minutes it was the last what 15 10 to 10 or 15 like minutes the of the last, show it was almost the whole episode because old girl got on there talking about i know what you did you kissed my boyfriend i'm gonna beat your ass <laughs> on the school intercom and it was just on yeah. like every and everybody's squaring up and then old fatal talking security guard showing up there bullying ninth graders that shit was hilarious <laughs> And then the and then the end. Spoiler alert. The whole thing of season two was, you know, Cobra Kai, we can be badass, but we don't have to be assholes and show mercy. It's a way of being like tough but fair. So Miguel season one didn't show mercy. That's why everybody kind of turned on him. And he decides to show mercy this time. And boy, it turned out wrong. That man 
took the million dollar baby bump. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was not expecting to be getting emotional. I'm like, is he paralyzed? Yeah. And they in the hospital crying. And man. They want no part. Like, pretty much Johnny is shunned away from everybody. Because at this point, him and Daniel were kind of like at least cool with each other. Because it got to uh-huh. a point where, all right, fuck it. Um, shit happened. It ain't our fault. It's Priest's fault. And now it's kind of like he gets shunned. And then not only that, it's his son that does it. Yeah. And that, that's the whole thing. It's kind of like your son being trained by the person you can't stand. And then it's kind of like they were working stuff out. And then that goes away. And then everybody got beef because of that relationship. And then he then he come back. To, oh, yeah. It's my dojo now. I told I told you about being weak. Like and, you get your dojo snatch, your girl, like your best student, like your surrogate son might be in a wheelchair. His mom, as he was dating, about to do something with. She hates you. Your son probably hates you. Like your real son is like, yeah. They gonna have to. They gonna have to team up and do something. And the so. bad thing about it is Johnny's son is not a bad kid. It was just a bad mistake he made, but it's just like, damn, he ain't really a bad kid. He was trying to, like, you know, he changed, pretty much changed his life, but it was like, yeah. It's like, you can see, that's the funny thing is, you can see where his perspective comes from. Yeah. And it's kind of weird where it's like, you know, Johnny flawed, but he ain't bad. He just don't know any better. He just, and he's trying to be better. That's the whole thing it is, which makes it more tragic because it's kind of like, Karate Kid was always from the perspective of Daniel LaRusso, and Cobra Kai does a good job. Like, hey, Daniel LaRusso kind of like, was kind of an asshole. Thank you. And it's funny, it's funny because as I got older, and I'm a fan, and it, me and Shahid totally different because Shahid don't give a fuck about those movies, the 80s or whatever, but he knows of them. Me, I'm a fan of those movies. So as I got older, I always felt like, Nah, Daniel kind of uh, being an asshole at certain points in the you know the movie, but it was just like you that '80s thing was always good, bad. It was no really no gray line. It was just evil, good. So, yeah, I'm glad they did that for 2020, and it's it's just a good show. Can't wait for the third yeah. season. And yeah, Netflix said you know we're gonna have multiple seasons, so it's you know it's gonna be a season three and a season four, and I'm looking forward to it. I remember when it came out, I was like, I don't, I guess. And I remember watching. I was like, "Oh, this is this is awesome." Too bad nobody. It's funny if you don't have you didn't have YouTube Premium, you didn't see this. So it was kind of staying where it's like you know, a hipster thing. If you knew, you knew. Mm-hmm. But not a lot of people knew. You kind of told people it's like, "Oh, this is because I wasn't a I was definitely not a Karate Kid fan like that." So I was kind of like, "I don't know, this is eighty shit nostalgia shit and everything." But <laughs> it's it works, and I'm looking forward to. Season three, and one more thing before we go to the movie we're talking about. Um, you caught up on P Valley? Yes, I've been meaning. I've it. been meaning to uh, text you about it. Uh, P Valley is a good ass show. Uh, I wasn't expecting that ending. As far as whatever happened to um, uh, Autumn's. Oh, I'm sorry. What's her real name? Uh, Haley. Whatever well, happened. You gonna see him though. <laughs> you ain't seen him no more. Yeah. Uh, so when what I'm saying, I was like, "Oh, but um." So what I'm guessing is to say about Paulie, oh, you ain't gonna worry about him no more. So what I'm guessing is Mercedes shot him because she the one who seemed more fucked up than anybody. 
I guess. I mean, but I don't. They ain't probably, saying, but she seen more. And that's the funny thing. It's kind of like it, it's funny. Like she's in a weird place where it's like she like worse off than when she started. Yeah, and now Haley is her boss. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Spoiler alert! I'm sorry if you haven't watched P Valley yeah. yet. No, that whole thing is just. Yeah, this show came out of nowhere. I remember seeing the previews. Like, oh, it seemed interesting. Like that. And stars tend to be good shows. I was not expecting the show to be as good as it is, as authentic as it is. And yeah, because they're not bullshitting. They're not pulling no punches. They, which you, you getting straight to the point because that's how, that's how it is in some places. And they're talking about a lot of stuff that we tend not to talk about black culture. Like that whole Dallow thing. Like Lil Murd is, a, is such a fascinating character. Because you haven't seen a character like that. Like, you know it exists. was kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, he playing an image that he really don't want to play. And he trying to be vulnerable but don't know how to. Because it's like, he's relatively young and everything like that. And just trying to figure stuff out. And it's weird. Like, they treat with respect. Yeah. Because they didn't. But still, but still kind of like that whole side out, we kind of give like, yeah, you know, like you said last week, yeah, you know, you do your own thing. Well, I wouldn't be doing that shit. Yeah, like his homie was like, like, you know, he, he threw a jab, but it was a jab that I guess in a sense he felt like, well, I got to take it because I want to get his music off. Because you could tell he, he liked doing his music, but he not being himself, true to himself. So it's like, I got to put on this front. I got to do all this just to get this. And it would take some like Uncle Clifford to let him know. It's like, yeah, Sean, that's the real person I saw. When you, you bring him back, we can talk. This little murder shit, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people that I know. Well, I've talked to a lot of people said they don't watch it because, yeah, okay, if you can't watch it, that's fine. I mean, whatever. But uh, I might watch Uncle Clifford become gay. Yeah. I, that's so, not how it works. Because <laughs> gay people turn straight because they watch, you know, Miami Vice. Yeah. Like, as soon as the conversation oh. turned like that, I just kind of stopped talking to him because I'm like, I'm too grown for this shit. So, yeah, all right, whatever, bro. I'm like, y'all need to grow. Y'all need to grow up. Yeah, like, that's not stuff work. And the show is perfect because you got a lot of characters that's kind of like that on the show that act like that. So, but no, uh, old boy came back. I guess he parted like, you know, Quantum or something like that. Like, he's some super villain organization. I got the Delta Initiative here. They <laughs> I can't say is he talking about his fraternity? Because I was I was getting mad at yeah. that. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out like what exactly does this guy do? Like he had a quarter of a million dollars that he didn't even see. That kind of, I think he's more upset she left in the money. Yeah, like, the money was a thing because it's like two hundred fifty thousand dollars, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It was more kind of like ego. You left, yeah. You pretty bitches get away with everything. He, he, oh, he was mad. He just mad. She shot him and bounced. Shout out to Mercedes for being the real one. Because even though her and uh, old girl had their beef and they got you know semi cool, she was right there for her because she knew she was in trouble. Yeah. And, and at it, first, she was wondering like, is all the one leave? Because she ran to the car. Oh, and I've I've seen a lot of hurt faces before, but when my man, when Mississippi pulled that piece out on them and told her to leave oh, well poor die, man. I'm like, it ain't nothing worse than being a white knight for a damsel that don't want you, but want the dragon instead. Ooh, I have been in his shoes before. Me too. And Me too. I'm like, I will never be in those shoes again. I feel every second. Because he was trying to do the right thing, and he offered, and 
I think it's part of like she knows she's doing the wrong thing, but that toxic love just developed you like a dirty ass sponge. That man was ready to just ball out right there and start crying and be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" But shit but he like, got back on his business. Yeah, he heard them gunshots. He just like so. fuck it. So I I I, I can kind of feel where this gonna go when you when you want him, he ain't gonna be there for you. I don't think you're gonna be able to get it twice on him. I just laugh and we can move on to the movie. It's like how authentic the show is, but the main well. The, one of the main actresses is British. And you know how that whole thing comes out. You know, these British black actors, black actors, actresses be snatching our roles. Who, Autumn? Don't go, the other, don't go the other way around. Yeah, Autumn. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't even know. I only knew looking up on Wikipedia. God, she got she got mm-hmm. that motherfucking she accent Aegis, down. You know, the Aegis, she doing the Aegis Elba, just be hiding in plain sight. <laughs> right. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> and it came up, I thought about that because Clark Peters, it was some dude that got cast as like Obama and somebody else and some um, TV bops that came out and he was feeling off and like, you don't need to be born here to do that role, actors act. And Clark Peters got on his ass like, young son. Let me explain you what happened. Like the whole reason they get cast in the first place is like two reasons. One, people had a superiority complex. If you're from Britain, you better. Like that accent makes you seem more sophisticated and smarter and more authentic. And two, they get them cheaper than they get them from black actors from America here. Mm, okay. Yeah. It's funny, like when Samuel Jackson was talking about people kind of like, oh, you just being a hater. It's like, no, he's saying that for a reason. And and it ain't, and the whole thing is. Just look at the actors and actresses. Who are the, like we talked about before, who are the American ones that's popping off that's on like the age of 40? Like, look, like Keith, Scan, like the Keith Stanfield? Like, who are the ones that's popping off on the age of 40 that's not from Atlanta? Oh, well, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, then. John David, John David Washington. That's about it. And Winston Duke. Yeah, and um, and, and maybe and maybe Trevante Rhodes or Stillen Brown. Yeah, and after that, it's the same people we've been seeing. I think um, you could say Issa Rae too, because she outside of like acting, I know she do a lot of oh, stuff behind. Actress, her. Yeah, actresses is her, Zendaya. Um, like you got more actresses going on. Yeah, than guys, be, males. But beside, but guess what? Beside Issa Rae and Tiffany Haddish, most of them tend to be light skinned Because yeah, when it comes. Men don't have that problem. When it come to women, and I know we, and it's coming because it comes with soul food. When it come to women, you ever notice like CW and Netflix, a lot of shows, if it's, if they dark skin, they tend to be like British for the most part. Like Issa Rae is like, Issa Rae is the exception. She ain't the rule. Most of them is kind of like, they British yeah. or African yeah. and British. Everybody else is light skin or mixed. Yeah. All of them. You got a point. You got a point. Until Black Lightning, until Black Lightning came. Look at the CW shows. All of them. Not just the comic ones. Yeah, you definitely got a point about that. Um, Netflix shows. TV. like all of, I'm kind of like, what? Brown skinned women don't exist? Or they do? They a villain? <laughs> like, it is... It, I love power. It does not escape me how Tasha was portrayed compared to Angela. Like they both horrible, but it's like Angela, like, oh, she's the noble one. I and never they made Tasha to a damn monster. And I'm like, word. I know who Tasha is. I don't know who the other girl is you're talking about, because I only like I said. The, 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 the um the one ghost was having an affair with all that time. His true love. 
I think I remember because, like I said, I only watched like the first two episodes. She worked. She worked for the feds. Okay. Okay. All right. Her. I feel like I need to watch that. I'm basically I'm leave. They show basically have portrayed. I'm leaving my family for the girl I had a crush on, and let me be happy. Oh wow. Basically, that's how the show leads to it. And I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, 50 Cent got some goddamn nerve. Well, look at his. Well, never mind. <laughs> it ain't just him, but he's like, he's like a, a major voice there. It ain't just him. So I don't want to yeah. blame just him. But that's kind of like the, the crux of the show. And I only thought about that because the new spinoffs that started this weekend. How was it? Is I can't root for Tariq. <laughs> that's what everybody I, I can't like, root for Joffrey. Like, it's, uh, it is, it's tough because... It feels like power, but it's kind of like Ghost ain't there and Tommy ain't there. So that's a big gap. And 50 Cent and 50 Cent ain't there. So that's a big gap. And then you root for Tariq. No, I I refuse. He is a he is an asshole. Like that character is just heartless, smug ass faces. Like it is nothing sympathetic about him at all. And I will say, you know, Method Man. Is underrated as an actor because seeing him as like a high powered look, like I'll be a, it's funny if you watch Bring the Pain that video and you then you watch Method Man now, he got the expensive suit on, hairline on point, everything culture and cultivated. You know, he hit the gym again. I didn't know Method Man workouts was a thing, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So it's like seeing him you know, mature into a culture actor was just kind of like wow. And Mary J. Blige can play a villain, I swear. <laughs> cold-blooded. Like, it is something about, you know, because, like, we grow with Mary J. Blige. She always got that. I've been through a lot of shit, and I ain't I ain't going through it no more. So, fuck you. From what I've been hearing, the latest, I think she did a movie, too, called, like, Body Cam. From what I've been hearing, she, her acting's got a entirely she got, big better. She got nominated for Oscar for Supporting Actress. It's like, yeah. yeah, she's gone. She's moved a long way from when she was in Tyler Perry movies. Like, yes. It's not the same. Like, people hear the name Mary J. Blige, they, oh, it's just a singer. And like, no, 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 no. Mary J. Blige is talented. Because Mary J. Blige, like, you can just tell, she just has a reservoir of, like, pain and love. And you could turn that on switch. Like, you see her now, it's like, I am not messing with that woman. Like, she seemed like somebody, like, I've been around the block. Don't you mess with me. I will will shoot you, or I'll get my nephew to shoot you. Oh, she definitely would. Um, Yeah. Before we uh, get into the movie, I'm going to talk about two things or one thing. I don't know. Hey, it ain't going to be about nothing you I've watched, but I'm definitely going to say if you get a chance, definitely purchase the Avengers game. Uh, I've never been excited playing um, a campaign as far as a video game, and I think they did a great job uh, with the campaign so far. Uh, I haven't finished it yet. Um, I think this game is going to be a game that's going to have a lot of legs as far as like next three to five years because that's the way they're setting it up. And it's just cool. Uh, just like if you had the game and I'm, I'm doing one of the campaigns and I'm like, fuck, I can't do this. I can't do this by myself. I can just be like, oh, Shahid, help me with this. Like it ain't oh, no right thing now. where you get no like, random. Like now, yeah. Like I don't have to like depend i can depend on either myself and the 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 squad that i've built up already and they can do it or you could call somebody or it's just whatever however you want to play it's pretty, pretty much made the game however you want to play it you can play it yeah it's funny because i haven't seen official reviews 
So I've just been hearing people who play to talk about it. And the thing I hear is kind of like multiplayer is fun, single player, it depends on how you feel. Um, I don't know. Like, it's funny where I would think it's, I'm not as excited as I thought I'd be. Like, I'm going to get it, but I was in a rush. I'm like, you would think, oh, it's an adventures game. It looks good. Like, you get good comic movies. But for some reason, I was just kind of like, you know what it is? The movies have kind of like ruined how I look at like the games because I'm used to seeing Iron Man look and sound like Robert Downey Jr. You're right. So when he doesn't, it kind of throws me off, even though it's like, I don't have that. Because, you know, Batman always sound like Batman mm-hmm. in the games. It's either Kevin Conroy or somebody, or normally Kevin Conroy or somebody like that. They tend to use the same two or three people to do the voice. So it never sounds off. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, and he looks like you know Batman. Even like he act like a goddamn terrorist, but that's neither here nor there. But it's just, I had the same issue playing like you know the uh, Marvel versus Capcom like three and if and anything like that. It's like now I have an idea of what Thor looks like. I think of Thor like Chris Helmsworth. So seeing how Thor being in the game looks, how Thor might have used to look and sound how he used to look, it don't feel right. Um. With that infinite game, they just fucked them. Uh, I don't know what the fuck they were doing. But uh, with this game, I think it was a thing of that's what I think what you're saying is what everybody expected. They expected the characters to look and sound like what they know, and being that this is a whole different universe. This is the yeah. PS5. You know, it, you know, you get an idea who they are, but they're not the Marvel universe. Yeah, and they don't. If they don't get, I mean, I don't expect you know. Scarlett Johansson's a, she, she's expensive, so if you don't get the voices. That's fine. I don't. That part doesn't bother. It's the look more than it's the look that bothers me more. And it does not a bothers me. It is kind of like more a perception. I always say your first perception hits the hardest because you always got that in your head. Like the first voice you hear, once they change it, it takes a long time for your brain to like accept it because like I saw this first. This I supposed to sound. And yeah. even that, we even do that with musicians. Like, you know, if you listen to old Mob Deep, the current Mob Deep, Havoc sounds the same. Prodigy doesn't. Like, his old, like, you can tell as he gets older, his voice gets deeper and deeper. And it's go from, you know, like, if you listen to Survival of the Fittest, and then, like, them songs, he's like, what, 19 or 20, however old he is. And then you listen for like later stuff like Infamy or like mm-hmm. 50 Cent stuff, where it's like he's like he's been graveling, like he's been gargling gravel for a decade. Yeah. Like it's just kind of like it just sounds weird. And it's the same thing with the game. Like, oh, I'm saying that I'll, I'll get the game. But Tom is such a premium with me. And I'm like, you know, the PS5 about to drop in a few months. I, I'm like halfway through Final Fantasy VII. And all the people talking about, oh, they splitting that up in chapter. I think it'll work. They need to, cause this game long as hell as it is. Like it's only yeah. like the first part. How many parts is gonna be? And I got time for all this. It's like three or four games I haven't. Uh, Last of Us Two. I haven't played Last of Us One yet. And I got the regular version on PS3 and it has real PS4. And I haven't taken the plastic off. You you know what's funny about that shit? <laughs> like, okay, I am the type of person who goes to pre-order games. That's just what I do. That's just been I've always been my thing. So I have not played 
uh, uh, not live. I'm about to say live. I haven't played 2K, NBA 2K yet, and I haven't played Madden yet. I just started playing uh, Tony Hawk last night, which I'm fucking having a fantastic time with. But as far as the Marvel Avengers game go, I mean, like I've been telling people, if you wait three or four months or you wait till next year to get, you're fine because I think the game's going to build momentum as it keeps going. And the graphics of the game, I think, have changed, have gotten better from the when they initially saw. And I know you say the first impression is the one you're going to remember. But uh, I think they they cleaned up as much as they can for this generation. You know what's funny about that? What's and one more thing. It's kind of like, that's a thing that we just accept. Oh, we brought it out. It wasn't finished. Oh, that's what I began. Well, I'm like, um, that shouldn't be how it is. It wasn't always like, it's kind of like, I get it. But part of it, it seems like the video game crunch thing is just kind of like, I got God of War. It was fine. They had to add nothing. Uh, I'd rather wait and you have it right and it looked right and it played right. And if you're going to add more stuff, you want to add missions and everything like that. Cool. But if you don't add anything, I should be satisfied when the game comes out. Not this whole, I play Street Fighter Five and you don't got a versus oh, mode. I got to wait two weeks. Like, you're not charging me, 30, you're charging me $60 for a $30 experience. I don't mind spending the money for a game because I always make the joke the three things that have not increased in price in 25 years relative to everything else are video games, crack, and lap dancing. They have all stayed the same prices. They were the same prices when I was a kid as they are now. So that part is fine. But this whole is halfway finished shit and we got no. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we're going to patch it up in two weeks. What? No. Well, the one thing I can say for them is the patches they've been doing so far have been things that uh, the the fans have been saying, hey, you need to fix this, you need to fix that. So I don't think they have but two or three patches. But this game is more of an expansion. It's not like, no, it's not finished. It's just more of them saying, well, we're going to add this with your DLC for... How about this? Imagine if you had a baby and it was missing his leg, talking about I'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> We just got finished. The, the I know exactly what you're saying. You're yeah, talk, I, I don't feel a certain way, right? Like I know, I know people are like, what the fuck you just say that about a baby? Like I'll just do that as an example, but it's kind of like <sighs> patches are fine, but if you did it right the first time, you wouldn't need a patch in the first place. Well, that's, that's what, my issue. That's what the beta was for. But I think instead of bringing the game out, they should have said, okay, let's wait to bring it out and let's fix everything that people complained about in the beta. Like, betas are fine because they're unfinished product. But look at the stuff like, you remember people used to enjoy WWE wrestling games? Yep. And they don't anymore? Nope. Remember when people used to enjoy 2K game, NBA 2K games? Totally. And now it's like, oh, yeah, they got, they, they don't. Remember people used to enjoy Madden and now they make it fun. Like, you got story mode, they make you date a white woman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard about, like, I haven't played Madden in years, but I laughed about that. It's kind of like, and I compared that to like Streets of Rage 4. Had to fix it. it came out perfect. And yeah, y'all like, why it take you so long to get the game? I'm like, I was always gonna get the game. We just find a time to get it. And the visuals initially when I first saw I was like, well, I don't know. This seemed kind of like they did that double they did the same thing double dragon did, and I didn't like that either initially, but this one was kind of more sick. I love the game, it's fun, and that soundtrack. See I'm I swear. Yeah. Them Streets of Rage soundtracks always hit. 
It, it, I'll it, be listening to it in my car. Like that shit just hit. I'm like, put that on episode of Pose and just let stuff go. <laughs> it ain't. It's up there with uh, uh, Tony Hawk and uh, Scott Pilgrim as far as soundtracks. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, fuck all that. I'm telling you. No, no, no. You ain't going to brush past me. Fast forward, when I made that sound right there, we go Scott Pilgrim. Hey, Scott Pilgrim versus the world soundtrack for, video, for the video game is top tier elite. I don't care what you say. I have the video game. So I know how it sounds. You do? And I tried playing that game. Yeah, on PS3. Yeah, I tried playing that. I'm like, Ugh. oh, that's good. I tried. That's I tried awesome. like three times. I could not. I had realized Scott Pilgrim is just not working for me. And I tried to make it work. I watched the movie. I tried playing the game. I'm like, it was different. The game was coming. I played just something like. So good. Like, so I, they need to re-release that. That's what they need. I, you know what I did? I played it for like five minutes. I'm like, and I turned it off. And put God of War three in. Didn't kept my it. day going. You know what? Oh, that fine. that disrespectful note in uh forty one minutes in. It's time to go to Soul Food. So <laughs> <laughs> nineteen ninety one minute mark. Yeah, I'll make sure to put that in notes. So nineteen ninety seven uh, ensemble cast: uh, Vanessa L. Williams, Vivica A. Fox, Nia Long. Uh, Makai Pfeiffer, who else? Uh, help me out, Shaheed. Uh, Michael uh, Beach. There you go. Uh, Mel Jackson. And then a lot of cameos. Like, I didn't realize um, who popped up that was in this. I didn't realize that was in this. Beside Baby, beside, uh, baby Face and Jodeci being part of the, the band. <laughs> of it course. Was, it was somebody else. Um, that was oh like Lisa Ray. Studio. No, I didn't know that was Lisa. You know what? We gonna get to that because I got a story about that. It involves the movie. I didn't even realize that was Lisa Ray till like years later. No, that was like the producer for the band. Mm, shit, I don't know. I gotta go on my MVP, but I, I will. I will definitely look and see because I'm like it definitely stands out. But no, came out 1997. Um, ensemble cast. Budget was seven point five million. May forty three, and there's another one of those. Oh, black people see black movies and they make money, and they don't have to be in the ghetto. Yeah, that was that. This is around the time where these things, uh, white media tried to make this like it was seeing a uh, Bigfoot. I can't believe this. <laughs> positive, they got money, but they're not perfect, huh? It's not medicine. Everything gonna be boys in the hood. Like and that was the whole thing, and it was kind of like it. The funny thing was, it kept happening. They kept making these movies up until like two thousand three, two thousand four. Like we kept doing these movies, like The Wood and this and The Brothers, and like over and over and over again. It's the same old thing. Wow, barbershop. <laughs> they just talk, they just cut hair, and people see them like, yes, this. And this is kind of like the renaissance. It's funny where Way to Excel is probably the first one, but Soul Food really kind of like started it off. Like more like it, or not start off, it picked up the ball that Way to Excel, you know, through more or less. And a funny thing about Soul Food, I watched a lot, like I ain't watching the movie theater, but when it came out on VHS, I watched a lot then. So I was like a late teenager, like maybe... 
18, 19, something like that. And I hadn't really watched it again until now. All right. Go ahead and say it because I know what you're about to say. One, this movie hit a lot. I didn't. There's a lot of stuff I probably missed the first time I watched it when I because I was just too young. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a lot of stuff is like more relatable because I've kind of lived it. And two, this movie is a lot more depressing than I remember. This movie is fucking sad. It's not sad, but it's just like no, it's, it's sad. It's sad. The the way we remember this movie, and even when I said I was posting, the, uh, we were gonna do this movie in the people comments. It was just like. Yeah, I don't think y'all remember this movie like y'all. <laughs> like, memory is a funny thing. Like, you think, and it's a good movie. That's not what I'm saying. I do enjoy the movie, but it's not, uh, it's not too much fun in the movie. It's real life shit. And I think it's a lot of takeaways you can have watching this movie. But, um. <laughs> oh, Malik Yoba. That's what I was trying to think of. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you said that because even when I saw him, I was like, He's going to be the producer or some shit. <laughs> I didn't realize, yeah, it's funny. I didn't realize the movie. But yeah, it's kind of like, it's the first 15, 20 minutes, it's fun. The next hour and 10 minutes are just sad. And then it ends on a good, like the last two minutes, three minutes, what we found. I'm like, yes, this is a sad ass movie. And part of the reason why I said it's kind of like, it ain't a lot of people to root for. I mean, besides, I would say, besides Big Mama, yeah, Big Mama, Maxine, 70% of the time, her husband, and Limp. That's it. Everybody's trash. Because we definitely ain't rooting for the Reverend. Oh, because it's like, (laughs) we ain't rooting for the Reverend. Um, Terry gets a bad, I'm sorry, before we get the movie, I got this. Vanessa Williams gets a bad rap. And as I got older, I realized how much a bad rap she got. It's not just her. It's the way the characters like this whole you gotta choose if you're a black woman. It's like her choosing being successful and responsible, she's a bitch. And it's her fault her relationships don't work because she's choosing to like be responsible and they make her be all shrewish and everything like that. And I'm like, no, it is. I was getting mad watching this movie because I've been in situations so many times. You know how you know how I complain about when well, you got it, everybody assumes you got it, so they come to you because you're the backbone. Being a backbone tyrant, and mm-hmm. people always say, "Don't help nobody if you're gonna remind them all the time." Don't ask me then. How about and, that? And I think you know what's, you know what's worse about reminding somebody you got help them all the time, having to help them all the time because they expect you to help them. That's even worse. You want to switch roles? I was feeling her whole vibe because they try to make out. She out here doing her money at everybody, and y'all out here catching it too. The thing about that, what I've realized is being older in 2020, that character, no, they would have to do a lot of rewrites with that character. And I think initially, when we watched the movie, again, we were putting a time and place in a certain situation where this is going on. So we're seeing the movie from right then and there. So who's not to say that character's been quiet? And now she just like, nah, I'm just tired of closing my mouth. So she I want to speak on it. Yeah, she don't seem the type. She seemed like the type where it's like they always expected her to be there to save the day. Yeah. And, but then get mad when she, when she complained about saying that. I'm like, yeah, help every once in a while is fine. But doing it all the time and that's your expectation, then you get to complain. You don't want me to complain? Leave, don't ask me. Yeah. And you got to hear me. How about that? 
I'm like I'm paying Big Mama property taxes. I'm paying for this. I'm paying for that. I'm paying for everything. And you complain and you mad because I feel a certain way. Yeah, I, I do feel a certain way. Let me maybe I want to buy a boat. <laughs> like how about that? Like maybe I want to do something for me. I'm bailing everybody out, and then my punk ass husband want to restart mint condition. Listen, see, you got a problem with her, uh, the character how she's treated. I got a problem with Miles. All I just I hate the character. I don't like Miles for the simple fact of so you telling me you probably got a six figure, five mm-hmm. six figure job, six six figures, six figures, and you decide to say, "Nah, I'm gonna be the next Quincy Jones." Fuck all that. <laughs> no, what? it's not. I don't have an issue with that. In a bubble, I do because I have plenty of pharmacist friends who gave up pharmacy because it wasn't happy for them and they chose up crack and that's fine here's my thing and I've made a post about it on Twitter here's my thing about dreams and it's like that it is nothing wrong with it as long as it, it only affects you it becomes a problem when you want other people to sacrifice themselves and their lives to be the sidekick in your hero story and that's when it becomes a problem too many times we push that too much I'm sack. I'm grinding. I'm doing all this. I'm giving up for this dream. Why don't you support it? Why don't you fund me? And I'm like, why should I? Why should I be the Robin to your Batman? Like, for, for what? Like, if I choose to, you better appreciate that because I ain't got to choose to. If you making me do that, no. Like, that is so damn selfish. That's the, pro- that's the problem. And too many movies and too many stories with men both white and black, tried this whole thing. I mean, follow my dream. You hating on me for fun. I'm just trying to be myself and embrace anything like that. I'm like, nah, you do that in your own time. Once you sign up with somebody else, no, I'm serious. Once you sign up with somebody else, you don't get to drag them down. That's true. This whole, you know, like, yeah, I'm about to be Batman. Why don't you be my Robin? For what? I'm fine. I am just fine. I like how things are. Why am I killing my dreams and my goals to put that hole so you can find like, and not only that, if it don't, cause his stuff's affecting her on multiple levels. Yeah, so no, yeah, Miles, that whole it's too many people that even now in 2020 that walk around like that. And, and I just I'm out and as somebody who has been affected by other people's dreams and have decided I am out of that, I'm like fuck Miles. And, and, and what's this thing? If I want to take. Uh, so and so of my money, then I'll do it. Okay, all right, fine. Then y'all should get y'all definitely should get separate. But then you know she feeling a certain type of way. Oh no, just let me know next time and whatever. You know she trying to make her man happy or at least stop the bickering or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, Ugh. yeah, because she's like, all right, we just talk about it like that. And look where that led her. Look exactly where that led her. Look look where that went. Yeah. So it's like she tried to be there, try to be the rock for the family. And the more you learn about that, like, you know, because I thought like, why she got beef with Maxine Vivigate Fox so much? And then you're like, oh, yeah. She's supposed to have remember. beef. She's supposed to have beef for she life. Beef. Yeah. So um, your sister still your man? Nah, we fighting. We fighting. I, you know what? I got the pushback from that. And this was actually from a woman. The pushback was, oh, well, they were just teenagers. So, uh, married people get married at that like a couple years after that age. Like, no, it's not as just teenagers. Yeah, it ain't just your friend. That's family. What kind of? <laughs> oh, I. And you know what's funny? 
I forgot all about that. Oh, I did. Because I had seen it. I hadn't seen it so long. So I saw. I'm like, you know what? She got to. She do get to be mad and bitter because all that stuff happened. And we want to talk about what happened when old Faith get in. We gonna get to that later. So <laughs> yeah, she. If Terry wanted to burn out in that entire house or sell it, do whatever she wants, she had the right to, and I wouldn't feel a certain way. So, but I would just say they definitely lucked out with the cast because one Vanessa Williams basically played that whole I'm a strident bombshell because like they she was known for her like she was like a Miss America. She was known for her beauty. But in this movie, it's like you don't even it's just more like her intelligence, her force of will, you know. You don't know how gorgeous she is. It's kind of like it's just muted probably on purpose like the Halle Berry thing in yeah brain. yeah they definitely because they she could have flaunted it if she wanted to but it was more like no yeah. she she business she's yeah. a business woman Vivica Fox I didn't realize how much we underrate how good she was because because it's like no one could she has this weird thing where she's a relatable bombshell that's funny and how many how many actresses you could say that about? That's like you know if she wanted you know how we did the whole if you get cast in a movie and you like you're the best looking person in the movie is out of place she could fit that role because just plenty of times it was like yeah Vivica Fox is the bombshell she's relatable down to earth you feel like you can talk to her or anything like that and she's funny she is she's just she, Vivica Vivica Fox is very it's like like she's funny. Like just naturally funny, and it's kind of like—I mean, you've seen Booty Call, you know that. But just yeah. weird to think about that because, like, you only think about Vivica Fox now. But Vivica Fox was the woman up until yeah. she started dating Fifty Cent. She had a run. She had a long run where it's like, yeah, I'm—if I'm in a movie, I'm gonna be one on one a as far as women go, or I can be like the star of a movie and they make money. Like she had a nice run where it was hard to do as a a black woman, a brown-skinned black woman looking like that. Because it wasn't like she was like a little kid either. She always seemed like she was grown from Jump Street. And yeah, like she had a run. Then she dated 50 Cent. And she, I don't know what happened. It's like, I don't, I don't know if it was surgery. She vanished. But it was like, she just poof. I didn't see her for like years. Then she popped up in Sharknado. I'm like, what, the, what happened? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? I was like, what? Like, she just I, vanished. I forgot all about she was in Shark Data. Like, not even the first one. I'm thinking, like, the second or third one. Yeah, that's why. Like, how the hell that happened? Yeah, and, uh, Neil Long, Bird. <laughs> Listen, I think that, I think it's going to hurt some feelings about Bird, but, uh, sometimes shit got Bird was a bird. What, what are you thinking? Nah. I mean, I'm going, this plan going to work. I thought it out. You should have known what was up from the wedding. After my husband vehemently told me I can get my own job. <laughs> you going to pick your ex, the one that obviously got, feel- the one you know is a snake. The one that obviously got feelings for you. That tells you, let you know that's been out here. Yeah, I'm going to get you this bracelet because I know you like the good shit. Your broke ass man can't get it for him. Like talking all that disrespect, tr- treating you like a, like a, like you the Triforce. Like I'm going to slay this Octorock. And I'm gonna get your ass and treat your husband like trash. You gonna go to him for a favor, and they think that's gonna work. No one like okay. If you do, you don't think he gonna brag about that? You don't know the character of your ex. Like he's quite clear that he is trash. What's his name? He's proud of Misael. What's his name? Misael. 
Simwell. Simwell. Which is, there I you have go. never heard that name before, and I've never heard it since. I'm like, yeah, Mel Jackson. Every time I see Mel Jackson, face, I'm like, punch this nigga in the face. Simwell. And, and it's because of this movie, too. Simwell is absolutely the person that be sending unsolicited dick pics to women. He absolutely is. And just yes. like, what? I came from the hood, you know, I make 80 grand now, so I can act how I want. I'm like, you do all that, and he's surprised it don't work. Like, oh, she's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and then she basically lied about what go on. So Terry got sent to cousin, the head cousins to beat him up. Uh, lead to him jail. You sure I he got that scene? You sure his cousin, the cousin beat him up? Because, uh, no, he tried to. Yeah, two tried to beat him up. He didn't. He obviously didn't succeed because we saw what happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we we going too far. We we definitely going too far. Let's let's get the synopsis of the movie. What's now, the stuff? Nah, nah, nah. One more because we talked about you know. Shout out the limb, Makai Pfeiffer. Oh That's yeah. a tough role because it's kind of like you know he's the jailbird. Well, quote unquote jailbird trying to make you know he got skills trying to make a better thing of himself. And his family, you know, he get pushed back because it's like, you know, he out here talking about, you know, they don't really want reform or anything like that. But they, the family treat him like he's some hotel. Am I trying to hear that white man shit? Get a job. <laughs> oh, his wife. His actual yeah. wife said that. Uh-huh. They, try, they look at him. She, she putting this topic on our family, bringing us down, bringing him around here. You know, he ain't shit. And who? She uh, sometimes like, don't you stop playing and get a job? Nobody want to hear about what the white man doing, what the white man not doing. And he like, if I lie, they find out I will get fired. If I tell the truth, they don't hire me. What I'm supposed to do? Yeah, that that that's that's a thing. That was that a thing. A white, that's a, yeah, that's a thing. And guess who thought that is a white man? Like <laughs> saying it is clouds cause rain ain't being mad at the clouds. You just tell them the truth. And too many times we try to do that whole thing like, yeah, you can overcome it, but pointing out something that's wrong does not make you a whiner. It makes you honest. I'm just still trying to figure out Bird. I'm like, you know who you married and you know his background. So did you think he was just going to pop up and get a job that easy? Or you not understand how that shit all works? Huh. But she grown. So she should know how it all works. Yeah, Cola grown. Cola doing her thing. <laughs> he deserved to get his ass whooped. But uh, what's the synopsis of the movie? Okay, synopsis is a they say middle class. It's more like an upper upper class family with tradition trying to overcome crisis when their matriarch suffers calamity and how the power family will overcome things. So you know we talk about this whole movie. We ain't talk about Big Mama yet. <laughs> I mean, my name on my name on Twitter says enough. She's early in this movie. Oh no, she's like in the the beginning and then and then. Like the movie is about her. She's the pushing point of the movie when she's not in there. It's noticeable, but it's like she's in in the beginning, and then that's it. She wake up just enough to say something, and then poof. She died. I didn't realize she died so late in the movie. Like this was like okay, last thirty minutes. Jesus, okay. I, I thought she woke up, came home, and then died. No. <laughs> yeah, she just died. I've seen this movie a long time. You're like, you making fun. We don't get to that point. You making fun of <laughs> making fun of that little boy of mine. <laughs> Chill out, and man. Of mine, and 
you don't know what's going on. You ain't, the, you ain't the good doctor. Chill out, man. That's for that's for personal conversation. What's wrong with you? That ain't for the old here. He coughed. It's wrong. Oh, I was like, boy, you had no idea how that riled me up. I know, cause you came back. You say, oh, you a doctor there? Yeah. Oh, you recognize COVID? Is pneumothorax? Big Mama pneumothorax is acting up. No, what I'm saying. From a, um, I knew what you was doing. I was like, cause I hear that shit in real life. It's just, oh, you don't know what button you push. Cause you know, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I did that. Cause I hate like when somebody's coughing and somebody be like, "You all right?" No, I'm coughing right now. Let me get myself together. What the fuck's wrong with you? I hate the motherfuckers who be coughing and trying to talk. <laughs> no, get it out. <laughs> get it out, and then we'll talk. I'm not gonna. You good? Okay, then that's when you do it. Big Mama, what's wrong? Boy, I'm sitting here coughing. So, yeah, we're going to get to it. So, the movie starts. There's going to be a lot of talk about what's wrong with Big Mama. And plenty. Hey. Based on how she treats herself. We're going to get to that when we get to it. The synopsis. So, movie start. The synopsis. synopsis. I'm saying, but you could have shortened up nice and sweet. Big Mama ain't take her insulin. The family goes insane. Simple. Yeah. Okay. That's the synopsis. You put that to the title of the show. Uh, Medicare for all because Big Mama needed. But anyway. So the movie start, you know, um, birds getting married to the lamb. So it's a whole big wedding, you know, black families with a wedding. Like one, they got enough money to have a nice big house. And apparently Big Mama's husband was, you know, even had a gang problem. He was like a corner store, a laundromat, and a barbershop. Mm-hmm. And like 50s and 60s, they're like, oh, that man was making money. So anyway. He could afford the game. Yeah. So they can introduce, introduce everybody. And you see Maxine, Vivica Fox, and her husband, Kenny, Jeffrey Sams. Like, they the happy couple. Everything all good. He hardworking. She got two kids and about to have a third. She got two kids and she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. It's funny. You see, you know, you never see about the other kid. Or the little girl? Yeah. You do see her. I mean, but you, you barely see her. Yeah, you barely see her, but it's something. Like, it's about a mod, it's something you know? that was very tragic what she did and it's almost at the end but I, I'll, I'll get there we'll get there oh, I must have missed that yeah so you anyways, de- a lot of people definitely missed it but I, I saw it yesterday go ahead so they introduced they all happy nice hard working fan about the same page they got chemistry and then you see Miles and Terry <laughs> Terry dancing around like you know how you trying to be funny you realize I spent all this fucking money I didn't want to spend <laughs> and now they want me to entertain too. <laughs> oh, I, and they trying to make out here like you know. Miles yeah, trying to dance with a him. top lawyer, but yeah, think because Miles trying to get it in, and Terry like yeah, one step, two step, motherfucker. She 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 upset. I've been in Terry's shoes, so I know that. Like, I'm somewhat. I've somewhat been in that shoes, but I've never been to the point of being upset about it. I guess because it hasn't happened aggressively or every, like, you know, it ain't happening every week. So I've never been, like, mad or scoping shit out. Now, I have scoped out, oh, you owe me money and you're out here buying Jordans <laughs> and shit like that. So A situation where you expected to do something that you don't want to do. You feel obligated to because you're family and then you feel like they don't appreciate you. Ooh. Yes, I have been there. That's and that's the thing about that whole being a good person. 
I'm a cynical. You know why? You know what being a good person means to a lot of people? That means you got the reputation of somebody coming to you and inconveniencing you doing something that you don't want to do that they need and you're willing to do it. So, And you know what you get out of it? A reputation of being that person. And somebody's saying some good things. Oh, yeah, you're going to get it. What's that reference such and such would say? Oh, the, reverend, the Lord will bless you. You get an extra plate of chicken because you all out here give me this loan. Yeah, Jesus Almighty. And you sitting there like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, word. So, yeah, Terry got that look on her face. Now I probably had that look on my face, too. So she's sitting there. And then it's like, you know, bird and limb. It's like, you know, bird, it's called a bird. He used to be skinny when she's younger. And, you know, it's like limb. We don't know nothing about it, but he probably did some time. Mm-hmm. And they having a nice black family, and they all eating and eating food that tastes good and kill you. Oh, boy. That's the thing about I'm not going to be Dr. Umar because, you know, he came out talking about we need to stop eating grits because that $16 million we spend on grits, we can help build his school. Yes, he said that. I'm not listening to him no more. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he said that. I, I don't go that far because that sound inane. Like, really? The grit fun is holding you back? <laughs> he is insane. And I'm going to let his followers yeah. just follow him along. Yeah, so I'm like, grits? You know how cheap grits are? Like, you got to pick and something speak- else, like catfish. And speaking of Umar, I, the base of some of the things that he talk about I I'm, I could kind of see, sort of, you know, but then when he starts, ooh, putting on his hotel, no, nah, bro, no, nah, you take going too far now, and now you just you just talking insane shit. So yeah, whatever. Yeah, so they're there, and they, you know, basically breaking out everything, and you realize it's a little ish, like tension going on because it's kind of like Terry's worried about all the money she spent and they ain't sure about Lim because Lim is a jailbird and like, you know, pushing him on the family and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. And to make matters worse. Uh-oh. Yeah. Because we, we saw Rebel Boy being, oh, that's just another joke. I'm a bird crow, a grown ass woman. I said, let me tell you why I'm a joke. I was about to, Rebel about to go ask you, you know, I'm going we all, I was going to marry her. You know, Bird said, I'm going to be sexing every day of the week. He's like, put me down for Tuesday. <laughs> That's cornbread. The Reverend is the Reverend. a creep. Uh, he, he relates to the Reverend. He, he relates to Bernie Mac from Friday. He was at church. <laughs> he is a damn creep. He's insane. You know, the old, you know, old black men, they get past the age of 45. They just turn to fucking Hugh Hefner. <laughs> And it breaks that shit like it's just funny, just sexually harassing people. So they, you know, Lim and Bird go their separate ways. You know, go ahead dance, and Bird has a problem because her ex shows up. Simwell got a white suit on, like he a anime villain. Okay, first things first. Where we been? Where we? Where do our exes pop up at these uh, our weddings? Cause I know they that shit don't. ain't happened for me. Cause um, TV black TV show went like went like a different world. Yeah, this is some Tyler like Perry shit. Up, like yeah, when Dwayne showed up, the Whitley's like man, Joe Moore should have shot. And he should have got his monkey ass whooped. And yeah, I said it. I'm tired of everybody. And I like you know what? Guess what? Popular perception now says that. Like, they are not on the Wayne side. It's like 25, 75 on his side. Most like, nah, he should got his ass beat for that shit. And he should have. Back when it came out, I was like, oh, it's so noble. 
So anyway, he show up there, white suit on. I'm like, who invited him? Because everybody was saying, like, who invited him? We up there, you know, looking her down like she a piece of meat. She ain't brushing his hand away. And, you know, he out there to tip her and following her. And then she finally, like, snapped out of this, like, you know, he just smirked her, like, congratulations. Big Mama's like, huh? Like, why is he here? Why is he just following her or anything like that? And then looking to see what Lim was doing. And Lim busy. <laughs> and this is the story I was ready to tell. Oh, boy. So, when I got this movie, I got on VHS. DVDs weren't really, like, they were a thing, but not really a thing. I didn't have a DVD player yet. And I would just say, as a young teen, it was a certain scene I watched more than once. And you know what that scene was? Seeing Lim dance with this woman. And I didn't know who this, ain't no funny thing is, for years I didn't know who this woman was. And I was like, Shh, I don't think a lot of people did. It's this woman. No, because like she's not in the credits. It's Lisa Ray. Mm-hmm. I think I don't, I don't credit it. I'm almost sure like in the last couple of years, people just noticing that. Or maybe she said it or something. And now people are like, oh, that is her. Yeah, I didn't find out until like maybe three years ago. It was uncredited. Like, cause I was like, who is this? I'm like, cause it's funny, you don't really see her face. Like you see it glimpses here and there. And Lisa Ray was, I don't think she was a this this came out probably before the players club. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, so she wasn't a thing yet. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm just seeing this girl, and I'm like, who is this one? I'm like, as a young teen, I'm like, man. She got something. As an adult, I'm like, who is this girl with this hoochie dress on grinding up on the groom and she ain't the bride? And Ahmad's like, yeah, look at all that. And then you see the dude at the table, the dude at the table eating beans, and he turned around, he's like, oh, and she out there. And I'm saying, damn, she's throwing it on him. Leg all cocked up, she bent over, she doing every, every rap dance you seen. On BET, she doing them. She with a dress that is way too short, and Lim just hitting that bottle like. <laughs> she should have got her ass whooped too. <laughs> She's about to. And Big Mama is like, "What in the what in God's name?" She got this look like she about to have she about to have a stroke before surgery. Like, what in the world is going on? And get some because the mob busy doing the show. Tell you know you my favorite my favorite grand grandson. To go ahead, get Bird to come out here and get her husband now. And she out there throwing on and a mod crack me up. Bird, Big Mama told me, get your black ass. <laughs> he said that shit so smooth. <laughs> like, oh, Big Mama told you, say that, get out of here. It's like, you need to go ahead, do something like, why send your hair? And, and blah, 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 blah. And then, and then that's where you get the vibe between Maxine and Terry. Cause it's like, you know. Putting off the family, putting on me. I'm the one that paid everything. Why you gotta tell everybody you pay for anything? Cause I do. Just gotta let you know. Yeah, cause I why, why you gotta tell everybody? Cause I do it. That, that's why that's you get the right to say that when they expect you to do everything. And I know it may make you sound a certain way, but fuck that. <laughs> you get to you get to say it. So anyway, oh, um, Bird comes out there and finds out like this. Who is this hoochie coochie wife fat ass all over her back? This is my way. I'm supposed to be happy. We are happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, she is hated. She's like, yeah, we need to do something about that. So they about to jump her. 
So that make you feel better. So, you know, push come to shove, sisters got each other back. So they want to go out there and beat her ass. And then everybody having fun watching. You realize Big Mama worked it out. She just dancing with Lim. And it's like, oh, Big Mama had a way of making everything better. Like somebody said, she never had any enemies because somebody was mad. She just cooked them some food. And he had some cobbler. You couldn't stay mad. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. A man who eat a, a full course meal still mad. That's a sociopath right there. He would be mad with some nice peach cobbler and turkey next in there. So that's you get everything you get from the family based on like this whole wedding, the whole vibe, why everybody does what they does, and groundwork. Right. Can we talk about Big Mama? Uh, I'm gonna let you take it away, uh, Doctor Shahid, because <laughs> uh... I'm not anti soul food. A lot of black people are. A lot, a lot of black people are anti Southern black people. They like looking down on them, thinking they backwards and dumb and all that stuff. So when you're gonna break away your slave chains and all that stuff, I'm not that. Cause I lived in the North, I lived in the South, and the thing you have to understand is, if you was a slave, you had to find a way to survive. You had to get in where you fit in. And that came from like just normal keeping your sanity and food. Like it wasn't like you was going to you know H E B or Shoprite. You know, your whole food's getting the best and best. You was getting trash, and you had to make it work. So you took what you did and made it work the best way, and you adapted and modified. And considering how everybody has like Paula Dean is rich because it's people like us. Like, cause you think about American food. If it's not ethnic, what American food we got? That America's known for that's good for. Shit, you tell me. Mm-hmm. You tell exactly. It's us, because it's either like if it's not like from if it's not like Italian or Chinese or Vietnamese or German like that, it's us. What's America? What's what's somebody think America? Cereal, <laughs> like seriously, pop tarts. Like I mean, we take from anything else. So yeah, we. American cuisine basically came from what we made and what white people take and mess up, like putting um, breadcrumbs on macaroni and cheese and other silly shit like that. So, <laughs> putting raisins yeah. in potato salad. <laughs> yes, nonsense like that. Like, they don't need a damn herb on it. I'm gonna put some tarragon on it. It's like, get that shit, put it back in the yard where it belongs. Out of here. <laughs> so, her whole thing is like, you know, family dinner. They always had Sunday family dinner, which was a thing in black families. Still yep. are. If you got the time, when they do that, it's like you get to eat and everything. Like that's a bedrock of the family. Having said that, seeing the food that she made and like <laughs> when you cook everything in lard, and I say I mean the entire pig. And you don't go to the doctor, which a lot of older black people don't do. You're gonna have things like Big Mama setting her arm on fire and not realizing her arm is on fire. Big Mama, your arm. We're gonna get to that scene because, like, you know, they're there at the table and it's like, you know, they're working, you know, making food and everything like that. Oh, how you learn to make food? It's like pinch here, pinch there. You gotta worry about measuring stuff. And Terry being all mad because Bird, instead of help with the food, she getting it in with a limb. I never been that damn freak. I'm I'm at I'm a Sunday dinner and I'm breaking some freaking somebody off, going to the bathroom. I'm like, chill out. You know, but 
I don't know, bro. Nah, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. It is what it is. They were newly married, and Big Mama was fine with it. She knew it was going to happen, so I'm going to let it go. I'm not even going to get into a yeah. big topic. She was, uh, she was fine with it. She was laughing like young people be young people. Mm-hmm. And Terry was like, you know, spend more time at her shop instead of messing with her husband. She could pay me back the money she owed me. <laughs> I worry about the money. Y'all ain't riding by the money you owe anybody. And then Big Mom was like, "You need to focus on, you need to focus on yourself." You know, you're on husband number two. Ooh, Big Mama cut it down. She everything shut up then. Yeah, they tell you say nothing, and then they out here cooking everything like that. Oh, you know, I pass anything. It's like, oh, and here's a, here's a like a part. One of the reasons, like you know. Big Mama got an arm burnt because a mod out here, like you know, he left a um, he left a um rag on the stove. Uh oh. Leave a cloth on the hot stove because that's how fires start, and that might come up later. And then all of a sudden, she out here about to get the cobbler, and she turned into a human torch. <laughs> then all of a sudden, Big Mama yard. Get the butter, baby. No, not butter ice. And if you know, you know. We have made that joke for decades. <laughs> Big mama, your arm. You ain't been taking your insulin? No, I don't know. You ain't going to the doctor neither. I don't need no doctor. What she, she said all of these about... She said something. I was like, oh, Lord. I need Lord. my turpentine oh, and my salve and my herbs. Like, you are not a dry rub, Big Mama. Stop treating yourself <laughs> like you a plate of ribs. <laughs> my turpentine and my basil. And like, and look, look. I am not anti-natural medicine. As a doctor, we embrace medicine from all cultures. Because a lot of medicines racist talking about way from us is trash, you know. Cause a lot of cultures have been doing medicine for centuries, like thousand years, way before other people were doing it. So I am not I'm not anti-herbs and no, not anti-natural medicine. I'm anti with big mouths talking about turp. That shit, turpentine's for paint. I'm put some put my salve on here. Like this is not Castlevania. Oh. She out here, she out here naming stuff you put on a brisket. That's <laughs> <laughs> I laugh. I'm like, Big Mama, you on your doctor see me shit. Oh no, Big Mama, your body. <laughs> oh my god. Cause you know how bad your diabetes got bit. Your arm on fire. You don't even realize. You're like, <laughs> oh shit. Big mama, <laughs> Get the butter, baby. Ah, <laughs> not butter ice. Get the butter, like she a plus where Big Mama handle everything, like she a biscuit. Uh, so yeah, we shouldn't be laughing. We should, but I knew when this scene got here, it's gonna be funny because oh. like, this shit is just hilarious. This cause we all got that. Older parent or grandparent aunt, like I ain't gonna see no doctor. I don't need nothing. I'm gonna take my sour palmetto. I'm gonna take my stuff. Get yeah. the basil, baby. And my peppermint soap. I'm like, peppermint soap is not gonna help your cellulitis. You better go to the damn doctor. <laughs> your arm on fire, big mama. You didn't even feel it. Oh shit. Yes. And, yeah. No. And it's funny where it's like 
healthcare is such a thing with older black people because they have a distrust with doctors with good reason. And that's the thing why I can't get too mad as like if you went through the Tuskegee experiment and you went through decades of people treating black people like guinea pigs or thinking they lying or not treating them, which still happen now, then yeah, I can see why they don't trust doctors. Like I don't trust them. They don't know what they're doing no way. And considering what happened to Big Mama afterwards, yeah. Who am I to tell, like, you know, if you've gone through that, of course you're going to be skeptical. And that's why it's hard to, like, you know, you know she need to take insulin, but how are you going to convince her? She don't trust doctors. She got a reason not to. Mm-hmm. She, she, can't I think, um, yeah, I think you're right the way you explained it. There's no need for me to double down on that because it's just, I mean, even in 2020, you got people who say, nah, I ain't going to the doctor. I am a doctor myself and I have family members who know better who refute like who appreciate and brag about everything I do while not trusting what I say if they don't believe it <laughs> and who am I to tell them wrong like I ain't gonna, I can tell them all they want if they don't believe me they don't believe me it don't matter it don't matter how many years I studied no matter I've been doing this for a decade shit don't matter yeah. you get to a certain point you know what you get to a certain point you ain't changing you know what you know and what you don't know you ain't gonna know Pretty much. It is what it is. You can either get mad about it or you can accept it. And they mad about it because they're educated and they know better and they want Big Mama to be better without realizing that Big Mama's at a certain point where it's like she has lived her life her way and she feels like she's doing just fine and she ain't changing just because her punk-ass kids are telling her to. School or no school. Yeah. I'm glad you went to school so you can be better for yourself, but they don't got nothing to do with me. That is a bedrock of American society. They want their kids to go to school so their kids will be better off. It has nothing to do with their parents. And when I realized that and learned that, it's like, you know, like you touched the tesseract. It's like a light bulb went off. Because for the longest time, I could not figure it out. And that is something that we do not talk about. Because you know people push, be better for yourself. Yeah, for yourself. Not better for us. Be better for you. Be better than what I was. But not get the gift and then teach me. It's get the gift and grow somewhere else. Yeah. Let me be. Because who I am is who I'm going to be. And it's such a thing. I never thought about that. Because for the long time, it always bothered me. Then when I thought about it and it sunk in, I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. It is. Like, you either accept it or you can rebel about it. Rebel about it just makes you go insane. I'm crazy enough. I don't need to go more. So that's Big Mama's thing. And once big, you know, so eventually gets to a point where big mamas, since she hasn't taken her insulin, it got to the point where if they want to save her, they got to chop off her leg. You ain't taking my leg. You ain't taking my leg. Big mama ain't no circulation there. You ain't taking my, nah, you ain't gonna take my leg. And it's like, that's a thing. I mean, diabetes ain't no joke. And we got people like a foot, my legs like that, and it's kind of like you lose your leg or lose your life. Yeah, uh, it's 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 tricky. <laughs> it's tricky because people's pride and how they feel, and yeah, so. yeah. Because and her whole thing is, you know, I had surgery, I may not wake up, and that is also a thing that has happened to a lot of. Especially you hit a certain age, you hit a certain. I always say. People make jokes about, oh, successful surgery. When is it not they ever say we're not successful? I'm like, ask Kanye West about that. Right. You would hope 
you hear successful surgery, when they successful, you don't wake up. Or you wake up with something missing. And that, that has happened. That's happened a lot of people. People get surgery, they turn out worse. Or they turn out dead. So, yeah. That's the thing. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, let's talk about what the families are going through. Which family <laughs> you want to start with first? Uh, let's go ahead and start with... No. Does it happen? Did um did Faith show up yet? No, not yet. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk about uh, Terry and uh, her, her husband. So, Terry and her husband are high power attorneys making buku money. And the issue is, Miles has this dream. Like you know, Terry's art. Like Miles, dad was in music part time. He wants to do it full time. And he feels like he's successful enough to do it. Terry's feeling like, you know, if you focus more on your career, you can be even better than what we at. This music thing is some childhood shit. Give it up. And it comes to a head where she takes money. He takes money out to like book studio time. Five grand in 1997. And she's like, you know, what you doing? Like, stop playing around. Like, you affect the fan thing. He's like, I shouldn't have that permission to take my money out of my account. I'm like, our, only some of it's yours. It's like, you know, it's our money, whole thing like that. She's doing that whole thing. And then he like, whatever, we get separate accounts. And then this whole thing, Gilder into doing something she don't want to do. She's like, all right, fine. Just tell me that's not. No, stick to your principles. And people will always ask me. And you know, you know what? It wasn't until, because people were checking, like, what was wrong with you? You see how you're going through stuff. It wasn't until recently I was realizing. I wasn't sticking to my principles hard enough. So I was doing the same thing Terry was doing. I'm like, all right, I don't want to ruffle the waves or hurt your feelings or anything like that. So I'll do something that I really don't want to do and compromise for something that I hope is better, but realize it's not. Fuck all that. No. And I'm a t- whoever's listening, I'm going to tell them right now. <laughs> if you don't got your principles, you ain't got shit. If you ain't willing to put down for your principles, then they just suggestions. And people ignore suggestions that will run right over you. And I will tell anybody, and I start doing this myself, I always try to put myself in a position. I, I made a promise to myself never to make a decision, a choice where I feel resentful afterwards. Smart. I know, yeah, it's hard too, because you know the whole thing is, you might have to walk away from something you don't want to walk away from. You might lose a friendship or whatever. Fuck it. It's gone. Because I, I have told myself I'm not doing anything where after the fact, I'm feeling mad about it. I feel like I didn't want to do it. Because then that just, that shit fester. And you ain't living. You live for other people. So if you got to be an asshole or you got to be all stride and stern and be all that, so be it. Because it's your life. And you don't take care of yourself, nobody's going to take care of you. And this was Terry's mistake. And I know why she made the mistake, because she's like, oh, maybe I'm being a bitch, and, you know, this husband number two, and anything like that. But she really didn't support it. As you could tell, because later on, he complained about you and go to none of my shows because you're busy working. It's like, she didn't feel strong enough to support him in his career. She thought it was a mistake, but she wanted to be the good wife, so she did something she didn't want to do. Too many situations in relationships are doing stuff you don't want to do so the other people can be happy about themselves. That's a time and place for compromise. If yeah. You feel like it's yeah. Worth it. If you feel like it's worth it, then you do it. But if it ain't, don't do it. Do not do it. Because then you you become, that's how supervillains are born. 
That's better than Cedric Alexander on Raw. <laughs> yeah, enough of this shit. I'm fighting all this for a man that calls up the one and only, and I ain't getting paid. Hey, call the broke boys. That ain't gonna die. That's gonna be yeah, undefeated. I'm doing all this I'm, like so he can win his title back. What about me? I keep getting my ass beat for other people. That's right. I would laugh like he ain't. Yeah, so that's their whole situation with that, which was a problem. So Lim. And Bird's issue is Bird's doing fine. Her shop's doing well. She's making money. Lem got let go for his job because he ran into an issue that a whole lot of ish- people run into when they got out of jail. And it's such an issue with the criminal justice system. It's supposed to be you do your time, you reform, you get a second chance. No. What it really goes on is you do your time and you're always doing your time. If you don't want to give you second chances, yeah. they judge you for being a criminal the whole time. His whole thing is he got let go for his job because he lied about doing time they found out and in 97 it was worse than it is now mm-hmm. oh you did time oh all right they kind of they even look at you funny they like you they like you about to rob them now and it's just a weird thing it's kind of like then what's the point which is the whole thing is okay punishment fits a crime you do your crime, you do your time. That's what we it. Not you do it and then you always known for that. It's like then what was the point? Mm-hmm. It's like paying off. It's like you know, bank like credit things stay on your thing for seven years. Man, if they always stayed on, why pay it off? If you get punished like you did, then what's the point? And that's the whole thing how they treat people. It's like you know, no, you can't get this job. What are you supposed to do? If he lied, they find out he don't get it. If he tell the truth, he don't get it, and he ain't getting support. I can't man. believe she said that how, shit. I don't know how it is to be a black man. I'm sorry. But shit. It is like when he once he said his rebuttal, she had an epiphany. Epiphany, like, oh, you are right. No, like I didn't we shouldn't even have this discussion when I told you because you know how it is for black men. It's easier for you to say, oh, you stop blaming the white man. I uh ah. Yeah, this whole bird thing is she painted in a whole different light over me. Yeah, bird. She got she earned that name. (laughs) So, yeah. So that's going. That's the stuff going through with their whole thing. It's like you know trying to find a job, and she got a plan to do that, and that plan, that plan going backfire, and then. It's funny, Max is just chilling. She felt a certain way because it's kind of like, you know, she felt a certain way because she felt like, you know, everybody doing stuff. I'm just a mom, pregnant, mm-hmm. having kids. And, and this whole jab is like, you know, Terry's like, I'm I'm the bedrock of the family doing all this. I went to law school and you dropped out. And she's like, but well, I'm happy you're not. Well, yeah, there's something to say about that. Like, you know, and also it's a reason why they got beef because it's a flashback. So, yeah, Max stole Terry's man. <laughs> he was Mar- lusted after. He was lusted after Max as he was dating uh, Terry anyway. Jerry Curl? No, I'm trusting a nigga with a Jerry Curl. <laughs> They out there roller skating. She having fun. 
and she falls like, oh, let me help you up. And then Terry get knocked down. Terry seemed like she was kind of like not assertive. Which I think, and I think that's what comes to play in and her doing being a lawyer. And as she got older, she's like, nah, I'm just going to say what I feel now because I didn't. And look what happened. Yeah. And then she kind of find out they in the car and they, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Yo, they were bugging. I didn't mean I'm it. I'm just thinking about the betrayal. I'm just thinking like if my brother did that to me. Oh, y'all, y'all be fist fighting. Got to. Got to go a couple of rounds. I see you at dawn, nigga. I'll be like, <laughs> like that. We should be the fair one or something. Got to. So, yeah, it's kind of like, and she never got over it. Nope. Terry, not, Terry never got over it. You find out later. It's like, that's something that's been bothering her the whole time. Like, she's been chasing. Like, that's, and it's funny. I don't realize, I don't think Maxine realized how much that affected Terry. Or if she did, she don't care. I think she, I think she didn't know, because like I said, she was thinking of more of oh, we were young, but yeah, you mm-hmm. were young, but that's still in my face because you married the man now. Like it wasn't like y'all dating and was over with. Yeah, I can get over that if that happened, but you, now you living a life that maybe should have been meant for me. Somebody, you know, man taking care of me. I got two kids, one on another one on the way, but I'm mm-hmm. sitting here yeah, with this. It's, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny Limp come and tell them like what's going on and everything. And it's funny I had a story. He tell me the story like that. He don't ask for any help. He's like, you know, I just try and get a hook up for a job. I'm like, yeah, we look at anything like that. Don't tell Bird. Don't you tell a black man. Yeah, you know, so a woman, especially a black woman, you know, hey, it don't matter what you do, take out the trash, cook the food, you're gonna be a bum. You don't want that shit. And while he's telling this story, they agree with each other, slap some money. No problem. Mm-hmm. That's how you take care of family. And the whole thing is, Lim wouldn't ask because he don't seem the type. But he already know he needed. Because that's just how it go. Yeah. So. Slid it to me. And, and how they handle it is like Kenny's just smooth. It's funny. Kenny just stands up. He out there taking care of his family, doing his job. He ain't perfect. He just real. Mm-hmm. And I respect Kenny. Yeah. Probably the best. Like he living the life. Best male character in that movie. Oh, I, without a doubt, and that's the kind. I mean, ain't nothing to really brag about, but it's like without. But a, he's he just, relatable. He takes he takes care. He's relatable. He takes care of his family. He's got a sense of humor. It's like you know, he ain't perfect. He stays, you know, he says some goofy shit, but it ain't problematic <laughs> stuff. It's the same stuff we always say. You know, black woman, you know, man, you take up trash, cook anything out there. They don't, you ain't no check. You ain't got nothing. We all say stuff like that, and it be kind of like Nick, stop whining. And all that stuff. It was like, sometimes you feel that way, you want to say it. And we've all been there. He had no filter. Because he, he asked Lynn, well, what you locked up for? And everybody like, man, chill out. <laughs> he just, we all be, we all curious. And he talks about, and yeah, we need to talk about that whole scene. At the table, it was like, we got like, they all, can't, they can't be doing that. Like, yeah, that's all right. Do stuff. So what happened was, you know, he got up with some friends selling some stuff. He wasn't running around crowd selling some stuff. Did his time and he out. Happened to everybody. And Big Mom was like, you know, we all got our sins. It's no different. Because Max, Max is like, ain't no different than, you know, daddy used to gamble. He's like, yeah, you know, he almost gambled, lost the house and everything. And it's kind of like, you know, we worked it out. And it's and the whole speech about, you know, five fingers pointing at each other don't do nothing but cause problems. Mm-hmm. You ball that finger and make a fist. Make a mighty blow. Strike a mighty blow. Woo. 
Big Mama preaching. Mm-hmm. But how many families actually put make up that mighty fist, though? Yeah, that's the question. You gotta, gotta have them fingers, them strong fingers in the right direction. Yeah. So, and then who shows up? Because <laughs> it's faith. Boy, that whole table turned up. And, but, uh, and uh, who was checking her out? Someone, one of the dudes, somebody at the table was checking her out. Miles. It was? Well, they all, they all were for Kinda. different reasons. I guess, yeah. When I glanced at somebody, all were like, oh, I'm home. And like, because the women were like, oh, shit. And you see how she was dressed. And it's funny, no one will, no one will shame a woman like another woman. Oof. Because Faith and played by Gina Rivera. Faith's in shape. She probably a little younger than all of them. And she out there with a tank top. Got the belly out and everything like that. And it's like, oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to need to ask yeah. you. I got to ask you this because it was said. And I'm going to keep it PG because I know sometimes I can get crazy. Nah, nah say it. <laughs> all right. So when Miles said... Yeah, she said some manager found her and put her in some movies. But he said, I've never seen those movies before. Rap videos. Rap, rap videos, sorry. Rap videos. Yeah. He said, but I've never seen seen any, any videos. She got into porn, BG right? Uncut. She got yeah, into porn. BG okay. Uncut. Okay. I mean, she, she, she yeah, did, it's kind of like she was living. It was, she, she seemed like the type where like Terrence Howard and the best man, where she was just jumping around from spot to spot. And even her, she herself said, you know, she's like a gypsy. She's always moving around. She never one place at one time. And she, like she did jail time, and they bailed her out. She bought a car, had Big Mama be the co-signer, and then bounced. So Big Mama had to pay for the car. She, Big Mama had to put the house up for bail money, and then she do some shady stuff. Like yeah, Faith seemed like the type to make problems and have other people fix them while she run. She uh. Definitely could have caught her on a dark side entertainment video. I'll leave it at that. Google it if you don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so as soon as she comes, like, oh, I'm just trying to find a place to stay. And I hope I can. They're like, you can stay in my place. <laughs> Everybody knows she's trouble. It's just. It, just humorous to me. And it's kind of like, you know, I don't want that type of trouble. And I don't blame them, especially like, you know, I got a husband. I ain't no fool. Family can be family all they want. Men and men. And like, oh, you can stay at my, you know, stay at my place. We got plenty of space. Terry, like, that's a bad move. Terry, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. You are going through stuff with your husband. And now you got this young girl that you think is just a strumpet. She put the bullet in the <laughs> chamber. And yeah, and then she walked, you know, the whole thing is like, oh, well, you know, I never police a woman with their clothes on, but I'm like, I ain't a fool either. But, you know, yeah. Well, nobody told you to fight that dragon. Yeah, but don't bring no goddamn dragon in the house neither. <laughs> like, don't tempt, you are controlling your own actions. Tempting's fate is stupid. Because if everybody did what they're supposed to do, we wouldn't need the cops. That's <laughs> also true. We do because people don't. So it's just this whole, it's like, you already knew trouble was coming. 
I feel bad for Faith because like it's just a no win. They wrote her in like a no win situation. She's the bad seed that they had to create problems. I mean, but some people like that. Yeah, I cause you have okay maybe not to the extent of faith but you do have that one person or two people in the family that you know oh shit because i know you see him on thanksgiving everybody see that mm-hmm. one cousin is like oh shit it's clyde here. what you got now <laughs> he coming he in got some scam. oh trust me she if this is 2020 she'd definitely be doing that whole give me a hundred to make 800 shit <laughs> it'll work cuz just believe me mm-hmm. so and you can tell Faith got problems. So she's like a dancer. I guess she's trying to set up like a music audition. Yeah. And I, I don't know what's going on because why Clef up there with his money? Because Miles driving down the street and she arguing like, she's like, all right, whatever you damn dread. She, she fucking with uh, Fat Man Smitty off New Jack City. Yeah. Like, what's going on? You you arguing the street with some man like what's going on he told me to do some stuff with you know I sort of pay him there's something shady going on I need studio time you won't give it to me I need a song why don't you play a song you play uh I, I uh, uh, uh yeah okay look oh come on you play hurt your stuff you want to get in the bags like that like yeah and eventually she what song did he play uh like an instrumental uh, wasn't a Stevie Wonder song no yeah. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. It was like. What the oh, fuck is that? Is that Babyface song? No, I it's uh, that, it's a uh, Don't Leave. Uh, Don't Leave don't. Me, Girl. It's a Blackstreet song. Okay, yeah, that's exactly what it was. I've heard that beat before. She out there doing her ballet dancing and it worked. And they, you know, relate over music. It's like, I do music, I feel alive. And it's like the only time I can, you know, be something like that nine to five stuff to work for me. It's the only time I do it. And Miles like the same thing because yeah. it's like, you know, that's how I am with my music. You know, you know, they're the voices to the, <laughs> to the point where he gets his law firm two weeks and quits. You okay? Fine, fine, fine. I'm just gonna go along for the ride. I'm gonna stop being mad. It is not fine. It is fine when you're by yourself. It is selfish. We just we did hustle and flow, and it was the same thing. So that means everyone's around for his dream, and they got put their life on hold to put faith in him. And she and, and and Terry Ashley says, if you put more time into the firm, you could be partner too. So that means you can be making more money than you're making now. Like you've invested yourself into being a lawyer to a certain degree. But in a way, early thirties. I am. Yeah, I am torn on this because I would never sell somebody just to do something for money because I have plenty of friends who do that and are miserable and they chose something else they're happy. And if you're doing that and you can handle the consequences yourself, fine. My issue always comes in is when you affect other people with that. That's just selfish. People don't realize how fucking selfish... See, I'm about to start sounding like the kingpin. People don't understand how fucking selfish they are when they move through life and they make their decisions and they always go see those like... I'm following my destiny. I'm following my dream. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do to make my soul warm. Cool. What about everybody else? Maybe they want to do that. Now they can't because of your ass. And I'm going to say, oh, you know, support my dream or you don't support me. All right, now I'll support you because you're ruining mine. Now what? And Terry, you could tell Terry was very uh, efficient at keeping the books, keeping the money straight as far as what they were making. So you're telling me those six figures gone, now we're going to just 
banking on your savings for whatever pipe dreams you have at this yeah, point. Yeah, and like this uh, gonna blow up on be some. How come you go to my shows? <laughs> I had this one. You go to one two weeks ago. I'm busy working. You would understand that if he wasn't out here trying to be babyface. <laughs> and it's like they make a Terry like she's a villain, and Terry is using common sense because not only because keep in mind. And this is why Terry feels the way she feels. She's not only responsible for them. She's the reason why Bird got her business started up. She paid for Bird's wedding. She's taking care of Big Mama's upkeep house. Like, she's responsible for everybody. And these are grown-ass people with careers and jobs that's doing things. She's responsible because she's doing the best. When you carry that burden, you look at life differently. You can't just be moving reckless. And I tell people, like, people, I tell people, I won't go into detail. Y'all, people have no idea how it is when you're responsible for other adults. When, if you don't do something, them and or their children suffer. That is a burden that you carry that you have to make certain moves to make sure it's the same thing with athletes. How come they spent their money? It ain't just them. It takes a lot to take, it takes a lot to support a village. It takes a lot of responsibility knowing that you can't make certain moves for yourself because if something go wrong, you can't take care of the people you're responsible for taking care of. That's a, that's like, and when you're a parent, you accept this part of the job. That's what you do. Hey, that's what you for. And let's but be you not a parent and you still got to do that. Oh, that carry a whole that's on somebody. If I'm doing that shit, then you can't be moving reckless. And let's be clear too. Miles's money, what he was bringing in, may have been helping the family too. So you take that away, well, I don't think Terry gonna be helping out like she used to. Yeah, sorry, they... Big Mom, you might lose your house. Why? Because <laughs> Miles wanna Miles wanna be mid condition. And what Miles gonna say? Oh, I gotta follow. I gotta be who I wanna be. Listen. Niles right there would be pushing his SoundCloud music at this point right now. So, uh, yeah. And it's not even a whole... And it's not like we hating on him following his dream. It's just he's being extremely selfish. Wrong time. And, and people... Too many... I have no issue with people being selfish as long as you ain't affecting other people with your selfishness. And too many times people want to drag other people down and justify because like, oh, I need it. It ain't my fault. Like, I don't, like, you get to a point where you want to say, I don't care what you need. They ain't got nothing to do with me. I need something. Somebody in Afghanistan need, they selling cocaine because they got to, and they need a foot. Is that my fault? No. Do I feel sorry for them? Yes. Am I going to buy them a foot? No. Like, that's just how it goes sometimes. Like, I'm, whew. I put my blood pressure going to like Big Mama. It's just hitting me the wrong way because I'm in that situation where people are like, you got it. You should to help. I hate that. I hate that. I hate, oh, God. We going to, we will get too deep and too personal. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't do that shit. <laughs> That's me saying that. So, anyway, we going to go. So, those are the situations people are dealing with. And Big Mama decides to finally have surgery. I'm doing it for you, baby. Yeah, and she want to be there. And she worried concerned. They're like, oh, it should be a thing. So she's going to have the surgery. And the surgery, they chop off her leg. But during the surgery, she has a stroke. So she's in a coma. And Amaya running there, and they see everybody talking. And she, and he sees Big Mama leg cut off. Start crying. Oh, my, I don't see that. Like, that got to be traumatizing. So, oof. 
Yeah, it's just it, a whole thing. Like, and now Big Mama's not there. It's like get them guidance. So they don't know what to do. They don't even know how to feed Uncle Pete. <laughs> we need to talk about Uncle Pete. Uh yeah, we we can wait to talk we about it. Get to that. It's like everybody got family member like that too. It's like, ooh, black families. So Big Mama out the picture. And they arguing about what they're gonna do. They'll take care of her bills. And it's like Terry's like, sell the house. You gonna sell Big Mama house? <laughs> She ain't, she just, she ain't even awake. You had to sell her house is what it get to. It's like, that's an option they talk about. They talk about more later. But the option is kind of like, well, I'm paying a property tax. Y'all don't got enough money to take care of the house. It's like, you know, it get the whole thing. It's like, you know, we can put Uncle Pete in the home and take care of Big Mama's hospital bills. No. Mama would want that. How about we just chip in... What's the story they eventually get to? We split it five ways. Terry, you do it, and we pay you back. It still falls on her. That's what would piss me off. You still putting the heavy load on her. Because <laughs> you know damn well you can hear them saying, I can't hit you back this but uh, can you get that? Let's do it as a team. You funded. This is not Ocean's Eleven. Like, <laughs> you. I done left. I'm sorry. They told me that shit. I am. Nah, you ain't seeing me at um, Sunday dinner anymore. Ever. Bye. <laughs> like, we ain't. Fa- Ooh. Because it's just kind of like it. <sighs> oh, man. It's like, I get where they're coming from. They're just trying to feel it's the right thing. And Terry got it. So she, in their mind, she is financially able to do it. They're not taking account this whole family, whatever. Family is family, but that shit got limits because human beings have limits. And you put the weight on people, and like people snap, like no, no, like I don't. Want, it's always me, and I don't want to do it no more. Get yeah. out my face. So we will, we'll get to that. I, at this point, what I think the movie's painting the picture of is Terry is frustrated, and she's frustrated mm-hmm. because it's always y'all coming to me. Mm-hmm. Me, me, me is never. I can never come to y'all for anything because it's almost like I'm just the ATM, and I can understand her. Like, yeah, fuck that. And not only that, think about it. It's not just family. She got family. Like family hurts her. Yeah, they always like her sister took the man that she probably thought would have been a better husband than the one she currently has. That we'll get to that. So that's there. She feels like she's always responsible for people that, you know, like, y'all can be like, Miles, you can be better, but you mess around with your bullshit. Bird, I'm funding your life so you can do something, and you marry somebody that can't even take care of himself. Some some goon-ass goon. And Maxine, you got my man. So, you look at family, you got beef with all the families, like, and now you keep coming for me. So, we'll get to them. Poor Terry. Because we're going to get to Bird and her bullshit. So Lemuel, Lem's trying to find a job. He applies one place. And he checks the box. He has to do looking, looking at him. And he's like, you know, I will call you. He just like, no, nah, I can't get Like, no, I can do the job. I got the training. I learn fast. I just need a chance. We'll call you. You know what that means. Mm-hmm. And it's like, look, I'm try- I try to do things the right way. And as soon as they see that check mark, I don't exist. And that got to be so fresh. It's just... I don't make excuses. See, it's hard talking about this because it's kind of like it almost gets to the point with excuses. It's like a, mis- 
a small mistake shouldn't dictate your entire life, but too many times it does. And it's already tough enough for us. And you know what us mean when I say us. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, he got a scarlet letter on him. He can't do shit. People wonder, well, why you go back to the crime? Well, what else are they supposed to do? And I always say, you can't glorify Scarface and then look down on Lem. That's so hypocritical. It's too many, and we do that too many times. It's like, yeah, he out there doing like, how many tough people you, t- you hear brag about El Chapo? Mm-hmm, right. Yeah, he out there. He took life by his hands, and he out here doing what he need to do, take care of his family. Like, but a whole Breaking Bad, the whole thing. Oh, Walter White was trying to do, take it. You need fifty million dollars to take care of your family because <laughs> you don't have a good health care plan. So I'm, I'm running the mess he, in South Southwestern America. Word. He absolutely started off with the right intentions, and then he just went to power. No, he didn't. No, he, he did ne- start. He did no, start off initially no. with the right that intention. Man, we gonna have a quick aside. That man was bitter at the world because he because he got cut out his own thing. Life should have went a certain way, and it didn't. And he felt mad because like I'm a science teacher. I should be. My friends are rich off what I started. I'm a science teacher, and now I'm about to die. Yeah. I'm already mad. I'm already mad at the world to begin with. I'm already resentful of everything. And now I got a chance to do something. Now, if he had just sold enough, like, I'm going to pay off and everything like that, pay off the house, fine. But people never stop when it's quick money. I, 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 never, I, heard, I never heard a drug, the only drug dealer, like, I'm out here slaying this thing, and then I stopped, was Jay-Z. And I think Jay-Z's a liar. <laughs> Ain't nobody just, re- no, I never heard a drug that is, that's just re- voluntarily retires. Like, I made my money, and I'm just living off of chilling. So, like, for- they, from what he said, people have blown that up more than what it was. But back to Breaking Bad, I'm I feel like personally me, and maybe I need to go back and rewatch it. It's been a while, but I thought he had a time like they said, oh, you know, this is aggressive cancer he had or whatever. He his something about his insurance or something yeah, wasn't going to be enough to cover that type of coverage. And so he, he had to make money. money to take care of himself. And a family, if yeah. need be. I just think power, once he found out he didn't have it, he didn't have to keep well, on guess there. what? But that thing was always there. That that that's resentment? A, yes, yes. I'm not doing... And I'm going to say, we're going to get back to soul food. And that's the thing I learned with money. People say, no, money don't change. Money amplifies. That's all it does. Money just amplifies something that's always there. Because you want to know how I know? Because... People want money to do the stuff they want to do. There's a reason for that. <laughs> it ain't like somebody like Lex Luthor didn't wake up one day when the lottery like, I'm going to change the world and kill Superman. He always wanted to do that. He just needed money to do that. All these people are like, I want to hustle. Like, I want to hustle to do something. Yeah. They wanted to do something. It just took money to do it. So it was always there. The drive was always there. The intention was always there. And the eat, and guess what? A lot of these people we look up to, I saw always say, and we get back to the movie, I'm enjoying making my what I would never want to be rich. I ain't met a single rich person. I've rarely met a rich person that was either happy or was a good person. You know what? That's what I always say. I want to be comfortable. Because I've yeah. seen either people who are rich either die or are unhappy. Yeah, because it's kind of like they realize what, what it is. And, ain't you know, it's like that Scarface thing. That's it. I did all this, and it's empty. And then it's kind of like you're just doing it because you either you feel like it's empty or he's like, I just need more for what? Like, 
just so I can do it. It just becomes a whole thing where I just need to control everything and it's turned a certain way. And soul food, one of the things the issue is, is money. And it's a it's a imbalance because I always tell people it's hard having relationships when the finances are not in balance, when you are in the same social circles, because that tension is always there. And look at the tension with the family. I'm grateful with my family. We all make money. So money is money rarely, like money is not a problem. Mm-hmm. They don't come up like somebody jealous of somebody else, somebody got, somebody else got it. We all got it. We all doing our own thing. We don't, and, it, and I realize how rare that is because I got big family, multiple siblings. We all doing well. It ain't about, oh, they got that. How come they got that? I ain't got that. How I got to take care of that? You know, you take away that. You ain't got to worry about shit. Think about all the stuff and think about what their main issue is. And even though they're doing well, they ain't all doing well. And they ain't they all doing the same level either. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're definitely right. Because Terry is the rich one. Maxine is comfortable. They are comfortable. Mm-hmm. And Big Mama is kind of like, we take care of Big Mama. And Bird is, like, Bird is like getting by. Here's the funny thing. No, Bird ain't getting by. Bird doing fine. Limb's the problem. That's that's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it's Bird is doing well enough to take care of everything. Lim ain't trying to live that way because he don't feel like he a man. And every man feels that way. I don't want to be no gold digger. I don't want to be no leech and everything like that. No, he got that's a pride thing, even though it's like it's funny how that played now. We watch Insecure in Atlanta. Lim would have had no problem. All right, baby. Even <laughs> on that couch doing push ups. That's what he's been doing. But it was different back in the 90s. So, and so Burr's plan, after accepting the fact that, you know, Lim could first, like, when I hear these white man excuses, like, all right. So she goes to her ex. Ugh. And keep in mind, the first time ex runs up in there, it's like, I'm going to give you this gift. I see you doing all good and everything like that, looking all good and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to give you this. I know you like to find the things. Your broke-ass man ain't giving it to you. So I'm going to give you this bracelet. And I can help you out with the shop. He's talking about, oh, you know, invest in the shop. I can help you out. You wouldn't have to go to your sister for a loan. You could have got for me for a gift. But what would it cost? Everything got, you know, our relationship, everything got a cost. Whatever it takes. You know how I roll? used to be like it used to be no problem what's the problem now you got some gel you know some jailbird man so senor is already a snake mm-hmm. but he hiding it he is letting you know up front so bird even entertaining this was problematic to begin with like i get what did she think was gonna happen senor was gonna do that they had one date and he gonna be cool with that he don't say nothing but, she had poor judge of character. But, but she thought that was gonna happen. That's it. Cause it, barely seeing this movie, only seen him twice. It ain't no way in the world I see a man moving like that. That that move like that. That's gonna be cool with that. Okay. I know a lot of men that they whole thing is. It's like I want this girl to prove that I can get her, and I just want to rub it in people's face how successful I am, and I'm better than you. It's a lot, especially black men that've been told they can't get there. Cause once they get there, you know a lot of black successful men become assholes. True. Uh, just look at Drake, but um, look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My whole no, pro- you know what it is? It's that 
nerd is that whole thing. You know how nerds always feel objectified and persecuted. And then when they get a chance, they take it out on everybody. It's the same thing. Like it was always there. They just got a chance to do something about it. Cause what Samuel say, I'm from the hood too. <laughs> listen, listen, my whole problem with this whole situation is this. Um, if you're in a relationship, a long relationship, not no like first month or first week or whatever, but if you're married or you've been in a long, long time relationship, you understand your partner. So when your partner says something in a certain tone, in a certain manner, you just know. You're just supposed to know. And he told her, I can get my own damn job. And it wasn't like a joking matter. It was dead serious because she had called him being home and they had the whole argument or mm-hmm. whatever. So when he said that to her, she knew. She, she understood where he was coming from. But then she said, oh, let me help. And I understand the let me help thing. But sometimes that let me help shit, let me help the situation shit can get you in more trouble if you would just listen to the person. And that's just the way it is. And it's unfortunate because I think her heart really was in the right place, but she didn't listen to her man when he said, I can get my own job. Because so, sometimes the pride shit, you got to let people down their sword and let them come to you with it sometimes. Ah, yeah, like what Marcellus Wallace say, fuck pride. <laughs> probably somewhere you don't need to be like yeah he's right yeah. Yeah. that's a hard thing to say and it's not even a help out thing it's who she went to that too that's the biggest thing like the help out thing is like the deceit, the deceit was one thing but it's like what did she think was going to happen so keep it okay so basically Simwell hooks him up with a job he thinks it's Kenny he out there like you know I dropped your name it didn't work but I interviewed they understood the talent so, like apparently he had print and press skills back in the day and he's good enough to get promotion so he's doing all he's doing good now I'm working hard they appreciate my work it's like you can do this machine yeah you sure yeah alright I see you like feel good story and this is well come in hey what's going on brother I'm an executive such and such like this with the company everything I see y'all here making moves working hard I appreciate that because I came from the hood too you know what I'm saying just like you and I like man work hard and that's how I make 80 grand a year now because I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get where I need to get I heard this shit before this whole when people start talking like Jay-Z I'm like (laughs) super villain shit I'm like we're Captain America when you need them because that's exactly what they sound like they and I heard this speak so much. You got to do what you need to do, get where you need to be, and everything like that. And people justify it because they say that's the society we live in. But I tell people, y'all look up to Martin Luther King, but y'all rather be Drake. Mm. So who's the real hero? How many people want to be? How many people want to be Martin Luther King? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Y'all look up. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick. How many people want to actually be him? People, people love. It's a lot of people we love to admire, but we want to be want to live that life. Whole lot of people want to be rich. It's a whole lot of people want to be Samuel. He like this, and then eighty grand in nineteen ninety seven is like one hundred twenty nine grand in twenty twenty. So he making good money. Yeah, I was about to see. You know, I'm gonna say it. I make more than that, but I will just say oh, he's doing good. Man. Flossing of them real quick. <laughs> I mean, no, I just said it because fuck Samuel. But mm-hmm. I'm like, because I, because that's a funny thing when you, I will admit, when you make a certain amount of money, you do act a certain amount of way because you don't worry about that stuff. And it's kind of noticeable. Like, you don't want to be like an asshole, but it's kind of like you don't worry. When you don't worry about stuff, you carry yourself a different way. 
just right. chilling, just relaxing, because like you don't have those type of problems. That's why I don't have these little. That's why I age well. People think I'm in my twenties. I'm in my forties. Yeah, water, drinking water, in my ass. It's like I don't have. I avoid stress. But Samuel, he likes stress. He likes smoke. No, you wanna know how I know? He's like, yeah, you know, that's how I made up here. So I'm just doing my dude to help bring the hood up. Yeah, right. Like, what? Yeah. I hear you, uh, you. reasonable adult, Jay Z. And then they, and you know, you know, shit about to go down because he's like, the camera go to his lips. Yeah. I'm the one who got you this job. What? Your wife? <laughs> what? Yeah, your wife came to, you know, thought this, this such as, nah, it came to me. You know, Cola was looking out for you. Cola. Who the fuck is Cola? Oh, nah, I'm just saying, you know, that's just what you used to call it because she was shaped like a Coke bottle back in the day. She sure filled out, though, looking good. Got what he deserved. It's like, you just got to know, like, you antagonizing the ex-con that look like Makai Pfeiffer. Like, you just, Simwell just likes chaos. He knew exactly what he was doing. Right. And and his whole thing is, I want to antagonize himself to mess this up. But betting on the fact that I hope he don't kill me. Because I'm like, yeah, this might not go the way you want. That's the whole thing. Poking bears come with consequences. That bear might maul you. And you know what I'm sure of? I'm sure that Birdie probably said, don't let him know. But he was like, oh, nah, fuck all this. Of course she would have said that. Oh, fuck all that. I'm going to come in and let it know. Come on now. Like, yeah, I'm going to do this and just get a date. A date? He going to he think that's all he want? I'm gonna give you the church hug and we go our separate ways. <laughs> Birds, you an idiot. I'm sorry. So they get in a fight. This one sided is like you forget about this fucking job. And Lem shows up at the shop, closes the door so hard to glass break. Finds out what's going on. Like, the shit out I told of you I need no help. What did you promise him? Nobody's helping about for nothing. I think she's gonna go on a date. We're gonna meet a date. The fuck is this bracelet? The bracelet don't mean shit. That bracelet is like it was like four or five figures easy. Hey, if it don't mean shit, why you got it on? Yeah, mm. exactly. Mm. That's a good point to think about that. We made enough you to wear it. He may not just try to hook you up, but then he he did that whole you know I ain't gonna hit you. I'm gonna shake the shit out you. Don't come fucking near me. And it gets to a point where he leaves. She get mad. She called Terry. I'll, somehow, I, Lim came up in my face like, Lim hit me. <laughs> and Terry don't play that shit. Oh, she called it. She called the cousins that nobody called. <laughs> that nobody called. Uncle Blimpy. I don't know why I called him. He a goon. It's like, and that's the whole thing. People were like, Terry has grown up to become a very pragmatic and ruthless person. But family's still family. It's like somebody put my paws on my sister. That's what that's what happened in black families. You don't call the cops. <laughs> we handle that shit. We handle that shit in the house. Everybody got that, everybody got that cousin that was like either was in the Marines at that time. I was like, yeah, we need one of them, them pipe wrench niggas. You know how to call such and such. Like he out here, like he make money. We don't know how he make money. And he don't come to Thanksgiving dinner, but if you need help, you know who to call. Mm. And my stepdad has a friend like that, where I never knew friend like this exists. And it was like something went up. And he's like, "Yeah, I need you to come such and so." He got next day the dude's there. 
yeah. You know, you call somebody, I need you there. You know, how you see movies, I need you there. All right. Yeah. You got you ain't got none in your profile. You ain't got none in your phone. Like you can you don't have to get your hands dirty. Just so get them I don't have a friend like that. I'm that friend to some I'm I'm that friend to some people, even though I'm like, I don't move like that anymore because I'm Yeah, man, you out of life. I'm corporate now. Yeah. Like well, like it's been situations when I was younger where it's like, yo, meet you at the spot. I'm oh, like, I know right, you was there. No you question. was there. You was able to do rag on and uh, uh, Def Jam chain on, ready to fuck somebody. I, I rock Kofi and Tim's back then. I need no do rag. Oh, that's even worse. That's Kofi even... threw people all two thousand. They assume you a, a you a black Muslim with a beard. You a terrorist. <laughs> Boy, state pro- state property had people thinking all us Philly Muslims was goons. Oh shit! <laughs> it's just amazing. They like, oh, you from where? I ain't messing with you. Quick joke. Somebody before we get a movie. I went to Howard the first week. Somebody actually asked me, "Is like, oh, did you sell drugs to pay for school?" God, oh, yeah, you yeah. told me that before. Yeah, you told mm-hmm. me. That. I'm from Philly. I'm like, if I did, you think I tell you? Cops, like, one, you got some nerve. It was a Nigerian dude too. I'm like, you got some goddamn nerve. Ass. I was thinking that, like, you got some nerve. Ask me that. If I told you, you don't tell the dean. <laughs> if I was like, dang, you're like, don't get. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I was moving differently through power in the first two years. I'm looking at y'all like, yeah, I'm gonna have to rob y'all. y'all <laughs> you talking about yeah, robbing them. That, that, that laptop looking real good. You better watch it. <laughs> so anyway, she called Blimpy, who I thought was Richard T. Jones at first, but is but isn't. It just looked like Richard T. Jones. And you know, lay at the bar drinking, everything like that. Yeah, they come in here, I'm gonna have what you have. Who's on tab? It's on his. Fuck out of Fuck out of Man picked up a man picked up a bottle, hit him on the side of the head. And how you got the advantage? There's like two or three of them, and you still get beat up. Hey, let me tell you something. Now, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. And I stress this shit on Twitter a lot. If you got a three, four man group and y'all get y'all ass whooped, that group need to disband. And I'm talking about real life too. If y'all motherfuckers can't fight together and y'all get y'all ass whooped by one person. Bro, we don't need to hang out, man. It's been fun. Maybe, maybe Jason Statham. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> I'm talking about some y'all. You know, you squared up. You come to beat somebody up. That's your job. We called you to whoop his ass, and you bring two dudes with you. You get two dudes get smacked, knocked out, and then you get the gun pulled out on you. Y'all had the advantage. How? No, no, you got the jump on us. <laughs> I'll be out there running up on Steven Seagal, apparently. Shit. So anyway, that happened. He get the gun out, and cops come. And it's like, oh, so he a fel- he already a felon. He got a gun. And it's like, first day, he was like, you know, they think he was beating up a woman. Now he up there getting a fight with a gun. He, he, doing, he doing football numbers. Pretty much. Basically. So you ain't going to see Lim for a while. So that happens. And Faith. Yeah, I mean, you saw this was coming. They got the same kind of dream, and you know, he sees through her bullshit. She's like, "Oh, I'm gonna move out. I can't stay from place to place from long. So that's what I do." And he's like, "That's BS." He's like, "You just seem like you're just running away because you feel like you don't need any help, even though you do." And I see through the nonsense. And at first, she offended, and she realizes right because it's vulnerable. So he out there playing the studio, and she come in here, and she like the whole, you know. I'm going to dress like Aaliyah. 
I'm going to stroke his head and let nature take his course. And Miles didn't give the voodoo chop or the virtual fighter two palm strike. Because I've never seen a man say, oh, I was trying to fight, but she just threw it on me. <laughs> like, we ain't talking, talking about like a rape situation, like a Nia Jax thing. Like, no. It was kind of like, oh, I tripped into this pussy. I just, I, you know, it was, I always land the movies, what happened is an accident. You accidentally slipped. No. You slipped into having sex. But, I never slipped like that. I slipped on some soap and fell. I never slipped into some box. So Miles uh, was slid up in it, raw dog. And, uh, mm-hmm. and raw dog with his cousin. Well, not his cousin. His wife's cousin. And I'm pretty sure he, uh, yeah, uh, if this was 2020, so, Faith would be pregnant. But go ahead. It was a different movie. It was 1999 or 1995. Yeah, a couple of years more. Or if it was the show oh. that came from this. Yeah, yeah. You, you definitely right about that. If it was the show. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so anyway, while this is going on in the studio on the roof, who comes home? Terry and Ahmad. Oh, man. Miles. He must be upstairs in the studio. So they going upstairs and he giving it to her on the wall and everything like that. And Ahmad doesn't see it. Terry seeing Terry is like to her credit, she's like, all right, I can't call the scene because Ahmad's here, so I'm gonna handle this the right way. But you can tell she just broke his light. Really? One, my husband cheating, my husband cheating with my this red ass cousin. I told y'all he she wasn't shit. And she's got this look like she just heartbroken. So she leaves. Make sure I don't see it. And then it's done. You know how it is. We got sickly so I swole to they all like, oh, you all right? <laughs> you good. It's always that resentment. <laughs> it's a mistake. It was a mistake 25 seconds ago. Now it's over. It's like, oh, yeah. I should have yeah, sh- went to that shrimp. I should have got seconds at the buffet. Ugh. Once he uh, finished his business, he felt regret. Is what they say is that what's to say? What do you always say after your person have an orgasm? Is that clarity? Uh, <laughs> what What have I done? <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just let some younglings go and your cousin. That's what you did. Mm-hmm. You nasty bastard. I can't. I don't know what was I thinking. I I tell you all the time. I made plenty of mistakes, but I know why I made them. So I never say it was an accident. Like I chose to do it because I wanted to do it at the time. That's why I did it. <laughs> that this old oops. Like it's never between like, you know, I cooked the chicken too long. That's an accident. Or I set my clock alarm. That's a mistake. Not I fucked your cousin. <laughs> that take effort. That's a that's a multiple steps. Multiple steps, like you make a mistake in multiple steps when you baking cookies. You forget the baking soda. Yeah, that's yeah. an accident. Not having sex with some no. It's not like oh you know I'm, it just she was there and she was looking good with the Leah the Leah DLC fit and it just man you could have went in the bathroom and handled your business and you know whatever your baby. Uh-huh. Nah, this ain't right. It's wrong. <laughs> And so they both they both disgusted it with each other and themselves. Yes. <laughs> Say I fell. Oops, I slipped in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oops, there goes my shirt under my feet. 
Oh my, yeah. Oh shit. If it ain't a, if it ain't a tweet song, I won't hear no oops when it involves sex. I forgot all about that shit. Mm-hmm. So, so this is going on, and is Big Mama woke up from her coma yet? Oh, we should be. A, yeah, we should. No, it was after the party, I think. After yeah, the- so they have a party. Oh, that's right, because it's Terry. Uh, no, Max and Kenny's ten year party. And they out there having a party, enjoying themselves, and everybody dancing. And, you know, Terry's sitting there pissed. Miles don't know. Miles sitting there like, oh, I think everything good. I'm not sure. You know how you did something you ain't supposed to do, but you don't know if you might know. Mm-hmm. So, even they're trying to uh, read the room. <laughs> and Terry's sitting there just mad, like mad and sad. Like, you know, why can't I be happy? And she see Kenny and like, what's going on? And she hugged Kenny, they didn't realize how much it hurts. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, I can't get all I want. I, sh- you know, how things would be different if I married you instead and all that. And it's like, yeah. So she got some resentment. And it's kind of like, you know, it ain't nothing worse than when somebody tells you, I don't know how it feels like somebody tell you, I wish I married you. Ooh. And they married somebody else. And it's like, don't, Tell me, like, what? No, don't. What, what you want me to do? Yeah, I'm chilling. What you mind? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You better, if, unless you're getting a DeLorean or you're getting the Time Stone. I don't know what you want me. Yeah, to, you know, go talk. Go talk to your uh, Earth Three Doppelganger or whatever that means. Mm-hmm. So it's just. Uh, so yeah, she she feeling a certain way, like you know. So she feeling like if she Kenny's a good man, if she married a good man, and <laughs> shall life be where where it shouldn't be? I like be somewhere better. Ah, it happens. Yeah, I mean, at this point, what she feeling? I can understand her, you know, feeling that type of way because she practically knows this will this will be my second husband I went through. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, who knows what happened with the first one? And then it gets to the whole point with the house. What we going to? And it's time old family. Family got to stick together and all of that stuff. And it's time about we can sell Big Mama house, put Uncle Pete in the home. You know, because Uncle Pete just in the room eating food, eating Big Mama food. Because when. <laughs> They had an argument at the hospital told me we're gonna do Sunday dinner. Like, think mama ain't here to come. We ain't know why I got no time for dinner. Like, no, we're gonna keep the dish and bird try to do it. And that shit don't work. Uncle Pete like the shit out of here. And I don't even taste the lard. I can still feel my fingers. This shit ain't good enough. So they argue about what to do with the house and family, it's like that. And this is when Terry snaps. Family, fam, family, fuck my husband. Hey, <laughs> fuck my husband. And they all looking, they like, oh shit, they looking at um <laughs> Ooh. They are looking at Miles. Miles like y'all cannot do it again. <laughs> and at this point, Terry snapped. And this is one of the famous scenes in the movie. She picked up a butcher knife and it's like, this is still this might be a culture black woman. This is a pride for black woman. Mm-hmm. Listen, women don't play that shit. 
Y'all should know about her crazy ass brother. She don't play that shit. She she said y'all got it fucked up in the game. Uh-huh. Don't think because I'm light skinned, I won't stab your ass. So you pick up a knife and she start chasing him. They like, oh shit. And they running. And then she sees Faith. And she about to stab her. They grab her like, like, get out. The fuck out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I want to hear that shit. You want sorry when you was doing it. Now you're sorry you got caught. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, whew, so that's going on. Lemon jail. That might be the force. Big mama, wake up. You've been here the whole time. Yeah, big mama. I've been here. How's the family? Oh, big mama. <laughs> <laughs> you say some shit like I don't know. She say some shit like uh, the family's not doing well. Or basically, something like that. He said, "Nah," and then she started coughing. Big mom, what's wrong? You like she coughing? Yeah, coughed herself to death. So she I'm not. I, I promise to tell you something. And I, <laughs> listen. So he has been making me feel like I'm wrong for saying this. I'm not oh, wrong oh, for saying this. It's shit. just an old woman coughing. You don't know she coughing her. She coughing to die. I understand that, but asking somebody a question while they're coughing, you're not going to get an answer. Nigga, look, look, look how I'm doing. <laughs> Big mama, your lungs. Not water, breathe air. I can't. I can't with you right there. <laughs> That's all I was saying. I knew exactly what you were saying, but you missed my point. Imagine somebody holding a conversation with you. You having a coughing fit. Yeah, you know, uh, so what you think about that? <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I'm trying to can't get myself together. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so saying, I'm not saying so, Big Mama would say that. Cut it out, yeah. <laughs> I got one thing to let you know. <laughs> Don't fuck up my stove. Oh my. <laughs> so, Big Mama woke up, woke up enough to tell her about the secret to her cornbread or something. So she dies. So they having a funeral. Is that what it was? A secret to her cornbread? That ain't what no. you Oh No. It was- you, you never say because she don't say it. She's like, she don't tell anything, but we never find out. Oh, don't all we catch coughing, and Ahmad eventually tells the story like you know, Big Mama told me where the money was hitting. Cause urban rumor, Big Mama husband had a lot of money. Big Mama has it hiding somewhere, but nobody knows. They think it's a myth. And if you know about black fans doing well, that shit ain't no myth. <laughs> it come out, and that's how. Ooh, fights come out real time. Where like you supposed to think you getting something, you don't get it. I have seen families break apart because of that. Yeah. That's what I, you know what? The funny thing about that is I've always been leery that like my uh, father has told me something about, oh, something happened and A, B, C, and D. And I'm just thinking like, bro, I don't want to be in no mess when that's, if the shoe fall or when the shoe fall, I don't want to be involved in that. Oh, you got this and you give me that. I don't want to be involved in that nonsense, bro. Cause she get real crazy. And I've seen it happen to too many people that's close to me when money's left for them. So yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's what happens here. It's like so basically they trying to figure out, you know, what to do with the house. Like Big Mama ain't even been in the ground and DJs sell the house already to pay for the bills to put on completing the home. So I put an injunction in to stop the seller for the house. Ooh, she was like, bitch. <laughs> all right, bye. All right, fuck y'all. And Terry Bounce. After all the stuff she went through, whatever. Yeah, she ain't got time for that shit. She dealing with her own shit. Yeah, so she left. It's like, oh, where you going, Terry? Where you think she going? <laughs> so, anyway, Omar has this plan. He gonna get the family back together. He tell everybody about, you know, oh, I got found Big Mountain where the money is. We can go ahead and meet it. Anything like that. And they eventually gonna get together. Meet I blame, Terry. Pull some strings to get Lim out of jail. I blame all these old ass adults believing uh, <laughs> a mod ass. But go ahead. I don't know how much they believed, or you know, or wanted to believe, or wanted to believe, or anything like that. So anyway, they all get together, and it's like, oh, let's work stuff out. We out here cooking, and they cooking together, and then they set the table. They air stuff out. So like, wait, even Faith's there. Like, wait, Lim's wait, like, wait. I don't know. Hold on, Shahid. I got hold up, hold up. Because you skipped something that I told you I was going to go to. So remember, Ahmad has a sister, right? Uh-huh. So during the scene when the sisters, when Terry comes and everybody's quiet, she just goes in there and starts, I think, what do you do, stringing the peas or whatever they're doing with the peas. If you watch his sister, she is aggressively putting sugar in the tea or Kool-Aid, whatever it is. <laughs> Every time they cut away from her, you just see her scoop more sugar <laughs> and put it back into whatever they're going to drink. And I'm like, oh, my God, this baby started early with this shit. You see what this uh, soul food shit it got into? Oh, my God. It's, you uh, you got to uh, go back and watch the that little direct, The director didn't give her enough guidance. Oh, so boy. She, she was just continuing. Put, I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, I never noticed that till you said that. It's like, look, this the circle is complete. <laughs> big Mama, Big Mama uh, spirit is still there. Yeah. So Lim somehow he got out of jail. So you know, somehow pulled a favor, got him out, and he got his job back somehow. Now that's yeah, that's some crazy shit. They they appreciate talent. You must be real good. <laughs> got to be Jordan. I mean, because Freewell got traded. <laughs> I'm just saying, and he was and he was all NBA first team, so <laughs> ain't like they fired Carlissimo. They're like, oh, it's about bye guys, be bye guys. No, he got traded. He was good, so it was like he must have been good on them printer presses. You know, Terry's like, I did it. I felt bad. You should feel bad. You put me in here, bitch. Yeah, they were right for that snapback. Yeah, so and it's like, why are we here? Like, why faith here? And blah blah blah. And like, no, we part of family. We are gonna work stuff out. You always run away, and she's gonna do your thing. And why are you all right right here? Um, I said something about money. Ma, get your ass in here. It's my big money. It's your fault. That's why I lied about getting out of the cabin because I ruined anything. I just want things to be the way they are, like it used to be. Oh. Uh, yeah, whatever. I understand it. And then you can tell at this point you can, oh God, hold on. At this point you can tell his, his mother Maxine is taking on that role as big mama talking about working stuff out and stuff. But yeah, uh, uncle Pete crazy ass come out. Oh no. Does he come out yet? 
Not yet. He don't come out yet. He comes out after the house is on fire. Because Ahmad didn't remember the lesson Big Mama told him about don't be leaving no towels on a hot stove. Yeah, he didn't listen well. And he left the town. It's all oh, smell something. The house on fire. And they out here trying to put it out with like a paper towel or a shirt. The hell y'all. Like, it's so fire. Like, y'all might as well just piss on it. Like, what are y'all doing? It's a fire. If you're going to get water, get a big bucket of water. But it's like, if it's a stove fire, that water ain't going to do nothing. And guess who had to come in and save that? Terry. Get the uh, fire, fire extinguisher. Yeah. Ruin that nice stove. You know, Big Mama spent 10 years paying for that stove. Like that it. stove's going to last for the last 45 years. <laughs> what? You must have an old black woman stove. She got the right to shoot you. Well, guess who ain't got to pay for the repairs this time? <laughs> Terry ain't got to pay for it because they got they got money now. Because yeah, Pete show up, Whoa, what the? and he running there with his TV. What the hell? Drops the TV, and the money was in the TV. Um, was he watching that TV? Because if so, that house would have burnt yeah, up a long time. I figure out how that worked. Like you know, he must have. I don't know if he knew because before he was in there. Oh, Joe, no, oh, that's me, Maxine. Yeah, he don't know who nobody is. Yeah, because he got, you know. Seemed like he has Alzheimer's. Well, with Alzheimer's, he got, you know, he just special. No, they say old, you know, they say old black families. Don't worry about him, baby. <laughs> he just got that thing. You know, we don't have that, baby. We got the sugar. But it's it's troublesome that if he, okay, if we did have. If he do all that time and say nothing. <laughs> that is. Or he just, like a TV don't work because it got money in it. Yeah, it's a lot of. I'm not gonna read into it, but money in the TV just don't sound right to me. No, I'm got the feeling he might have known in the past, and Big Mom was like, he'll never tell nobody. Yeah, his mind probably. That's why he was in the room, and yeah, that was probably a TV that didn't work. He probably had another one that did work up there. You know, a TV mm-hmm. on top of a yeah, TV. Up there running with the TV, he knew something. He knew something was important to TV because he ran with it. <laughs> what else? Was he- with it. So he knew something. So he knew enough to know almost the TV. So the money's there and they got money to take care of the day. So you know, Terry got divorced and she said. Miles still came and she, ate food though. Mm-hmm. Nah, because you know, he ate food. He wasn't really performing with, you know, Jodeci. They had Jodeci and Babyface and his brother in that band. And it still sounded mid. <laughs> Oh, we missed the tune. Yeah, whatever mile, whatever tune Miles trying to hit, missed. That's what y'all missing. Oh, mint condition oh. ass. Milestone. That's the name of the band, Milestone, because of me. They actually made a real band. Milestone. Oh, they call Allstone. Is that the end of, yeah, that's the end of the movie? No, hold on. Yeah, everything pretty much. You know they got yep. a divorce. Yeah. You know, Faith is still with the family. Lim's doing well. They all stay working like that. And he's on the pouch. He's like, oh, we get to eat our food. And that's the movie, Soul Food. So what we learned is nobody learned a valuable lesson because these motherfuckers still going to be eating soul food. So, yeah. Look, that food is good. I know they talk about, it's funny as a healthcare provider, I'm on the fence because I'm also a chef. And it's like it's a thing where the Mason-Dixon line, they also call that line the heart attack line. Listen, because people on that line be frying. Look, I like fried fish too. I ain't frying no god. Y'all need to 
leave the lard alone. I know it tastes better. <laughs> that shit have you dropped my mic. How many old black people need to die for like if you gonna fry peanut oil at most? Listen. I, not no air fryer. Fuck out of here. No, I tried that. Your air fryer tastes the same. Who lied to you? I want to meet these people who said that so I can slap the shit out of them. I heard somebody say that I made some chicken wings in the air fryer. It tastes like the real thing. You never uh, real I had some in my air fryer. They don't taste like the same thing, but a little more healthier. Uh, if I don't want to like stand, put them in grease and stuff like that. Look, if you're going to eat, you can eat, eat healthy. Certain foods don't do healthy. If you fry chicken, you because you want fried chicken. If you want healthy, you bake that shit. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, yeah, I got no, I, I got no problem with soul food. I'm from Virginia, so, so I, I know about soul food. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just funny. Uh, that's always the trope of the movie that nobody learned a lesson <laughs> with the food. <laughs> but I don't think black people ever will because that's just in, that's just something that's ingrained. Okay, that's, what lesson is there with the food? I mean, don't cook in look, lard. Absolutely, do not cook in I lard. Mean, I know why people cook in animal. Look. I just had some green beans and duck fat. And I was acting like Santino and John Wick too. Like, you know what the key is, John? A duck fat. It has so much flavor. I was out there, sound like a super villain, because that shit works. Duck fat is awesome. Is it healthy? Hell no. Did I care? No. That's I, I, I take physicals every year. I work out six days a week specifically to do stuff like that. If I want to eat stuff yeah, and yeah, duck yeah. fat and not die. That's all you got to do. Stay active. Uh, keep up regular checkups and stuff like that. It, it's all it's all a working thing. Um, we got to stop talking about food because I can't eat till six. So, yeah, this is six. Oh, I'm doing my intermittent fashion. I can eat at one because I'm doing one to nine. That's my eight hour window. But you want to be a weirdo. But you do like <laughs> 20, 20 and four. Trying to sign up for a movie. Trying to be like Vince Vaughn. I'm tired of being fat, Shahid. So I'm trying to lose some uh-huh. weight. You know, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you someone's telling way. We got a mutual friend, and when I met him, he was big, and he saw pictures of us. And he's like, he ain't gonna be big no more. And now he always got a tank top on. <laughs> no names are needed. And I, and I always laugh. I like, see, I'm losing weight too, but I never in the point where, oh, you know, I'm fine because I don't need. That's here's the thing I learned with women: muscles only like if you're doing it. Do it for yourself. Yeah. I mean, don't. When they say they don't care, they don't care no. at all. The only people who care about it are people that's in that business. And the more than likely, this like they'll let you know because like I want somebody looking just like me. And even a lot of them don't care either. They like as long as you support me doing, it, I don't care how you look. As long as you're healthy. That whole like you know you put the body types out there and you think they want you to look like they might lust over Captain America. They ain't mad to nobody who look like that. <laughs> They be picking up, they be picking up teddy bear dudes, them real skinny dudes. All you gotta do is watch Maury Povich. Oh, exactly. That's uh, it. Yeah. I had a friend that was in fitness, and she told me she was not even like dating people like that. That's in like fitness because they tend they tend to be self centered and superficial and care more about they buying somebody else. And I was laughing because I was like, what's the difference between them and you? I ain't say it. I was thinking it though. Because she so can't have, she like, can't date somebody just like her. Yes, and it's kind of like, you know, if I'm the peacock, I can't be married peacock. They got to support me. And I'm like, uh-huh. And it's the reason why fitness people so fucking sociopaths. Well, it, that, it, 
It's interesting that you say that because this diet had came because I started the diet earlier this year. Then once COVID hit, that shit went downhill fast. So uh, I just figured I'm going to end the year off right. Uh, I ain't going to be without here with no shirts off or no pics or nothing like that. But, uh, yeah, just want to do it for myself. Even my wife, you know, she is really helping me out with it and stuff like that uh, because I just want to, you know, you know, just feel better. That's all. That's all. Um, so basically, that was soul food. Uh, we hope you enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Next week, we are we be doing. Take- wait, wait, oh, oh. We don't talk about the impact of soul food. They had uh, a show because they had a show. You know, I never watched the show. I watched it. How was? I it? watched it like late. It's a different vibe. Um, I mean, it's good. So has it's, you know? Do they pick up where the um, movie left off, or is just a whole totally different thing? I, I mean, it's the same characters. It's just more um, expanded. Okay. And it's kind of like you know, like people got careers. Like you know, that's how Boris, Co- like Boris Kojo and all. What's the face? What's his his wife? wife name? Nicole Irie Parker. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that's how they, you know. I remember that. I remember watching like I caught it here and there. Um, it was just weird that they had a show from a movie. It feels, it doesn't feel like the movie, but it feels like it's a good show though. Okay. One day I'll sit back and watch it. One day. And it's just funny, like you know, out of the out of these movies, like this is probably the saddest one because uh, you know best man is not sad it's just some fuckboy stuff the brothers is fine there's just some hotep stuff the wood <laughs> like the, the wood is fine um deliver us from eva it's like this none of them get as sad as this. hey question because i always get them mixed up is brothers the one with dl who mad about not yes. getting his dicks up Yes, okay. and Bill Bellamy wanting a white woman because black women get on his nerves. Okay, and somehow I feel like that that should be reversed, but <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's real life stuff. You know what? It's something about the brothers that I maybe one day we'll do that. Something about that movie irks me. Well, you know, we don't want to watch that. A that irks lot you. of stuff about that movie irks me. <laughs> we do not want to watch that. That irks you. We've done that with Sorry to Bother You. No. No, not in a bad way. It's the storyline where I get to laugh at. I'm like, Gabrielle Union was dating Morris Chestnut dad. And then, and then I don't know if, if she knew or they knew and didn't tell, but I'm like, that scene kind of, huh? Yeah, I can't really remember that storyline. I remember it, but I don't remember like but the details. I think they dated and then they broke up and then she didn't know that he was his dad when he start when he started date when she started dating him, and I know Clifton. You know Clifton Powell's involved was always some fuckery. I swear, <laughs> it's always it is just funny where it's like you know Morris Chef was always playing like the man doing a you know wrong by a woman. That seemed to be having a lot. He knows he's, you know, he's the hero man. Yeah, uh, so I remember that. I don't know what Shamar Morris thing was. He was getting married, but I don't think he wanted to. He, he still wanted to be a hoe. I think that was it. Shamar Morris seems so harmless. That's why I don't even fit the scene. It's like it's like like Kofi Kingston being a hill. Like they don't even fit right. 
Like Shamar Moore just seemed like a oh a cappuccino teddy bear. All I remember is the girl shooting up the house and the DL Hughley storyline. So maybe that'd be something we might. I remember do Bill Bellamy being tired, like black women, black blah, blah, blah. See, I don't remember so, that shit. I remember that. That's why he dated a white woman, and then she got offended too. Talking about you think you just dated me because I'm a pushover. She got mad when she when he assumed that oh because I'm white I don't got pride I know karate I remember that no yes I remember that was whole Bill Bellamy thing he was tired of the sisters and they bullshit because I guess they want accountability and he don't believe in that so he tried dating a white woman then she got mad because she felt because she figured out like he dating me and I always laughed at that I'd be offended too. Oh, you only dating me because you think I'm a I'm a doormat? Fuck out my face. I call the cops on you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it, it been funny. Russell Wilson lucked out. His wife, his ex-wife didn't play oh, I'm a grieved white woman. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And you know that 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 divorce was quiet. Cause I remember when they said he was dating Sierra, I was like, huh? I thought he was married. Normie, Normie goes the other way. Yeah. But he was like, and then all of a sudden he started sounding like Billy D. Oh, what's going on, everybody? I'm just here to represent for the NFC West. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's your boy, Russ. This man. Don't worry about the Dominican hairline. You know I, what I mean? I'm just out here swagging. I've heard, I've heard, listen, I heard a woman call him a cornball to all of a sudden call him, oh, he's just so smooth. Oh, this is, I'm just like, God damn, That's what a difference they made. And I always laugh the whole thing, the cornball thing. I'm like, no, he's just not a goon. Yeah, he just a- like he's square, but so what? To, and then people talk about, I'm surprised he, he come cornball. I'm like, Russell wasn't going to have no problem finding a woman. One, he looks the way he looks too. He's an NFL quarterback. No, he's you know, no, man. Uh, future go throw him a uh, fade and knock him out. What? I'm like, <laughs> what? Y'all, y'all, y'all think that with with what a car? That's the way he's going to win a fight with Russell Wilson if he ran him over with an Escalade. I'm like, Future is built like a broom and does drugs. Russell Wilson would tear him in half. Y'all see y'all see the first Transformers? When Megatron <laughs> murdered Jazz? That's how it would be. That's what I try to tell people. And rip his activist leg off and Promethazine would drip out. Yeah, this, listen, I try to tell people that and the people I talk to, I think Buying to the gimmick of future, the shit that he talking, I'm just like, okay, a fair one. But yeah. future, future never say he tough. That's, that's the whole thing. That's future my is Mr. Future is Mr. Sad Boy, and it's a perfect time to wrap up with because I've been waiting to go on this rant for a long time. Because it's so, you know, you know who's a square, you know who's a simp, future. <laughs> <laughs> and he is convinced everybody he not because think about all he rap about. <laughs> I'm using women. They don't love me. You wasn't happy. You still mine. It's Go back to the streets. Women didn't help you. Belong the streets. You street meat and all like that. You the one with like nine baby mamas and 11 kids. And you ain't got time for him. He always write about what women did to him and what he do to women. And he all he got Sierra on his mind. Sierra living her best life. Dancing. She's like on what? He's kid smoking. number four? And Russell said, oh, we gonna have some more of these. I'm like, Jesus, calm down. He like his one two step. <laughs> yeah, he tried. He on his, He about to be like, hey, how many you got, Philip Rivers? I'm catching up, homie. Pretty much, that's what it's coming down yeah. to. 
Yeah, and it's like you can afford it. You about to sign that new deal in like two years. See, you know, and it's like people and people put future. Yeah, women deserve less. Why? Because that lunatic told you so. Don't be like him. He can get away with that because he handsome. He got that Jeff Hardy thing. Women just want to hug him because he handsome and delicate. Oh, he's so sensitive. He just hurt. He just need love. Don't fall for that shit. <laughs> that man's a simp. <laughs> that uh, man is a that man is a chump that has got enough drug fuel charisma to fool all y'all. Him and the only difference between him and Drake is the BMI level and the complexion. Listen, that listen, is it. There's a reason why they do music together. Uh, they I was saying, going, they're like triple H just stole cold. And, and I'm gonna leave it at that. There's a reason why. Uh, it, it sure is a reason because they move they move the same way. The same vibe, and they rap about the same thing. And the only difference is Drake is super corny, and somehow that works because it, it's funny where the people who like Drake they don't care about how corny he is. It's like, oh, he no. can't see like, all that. They lust after Drake. And I see. I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess you know, let's we like what we like, so that's fine. And it's like people who like Drake love Drake. I I listen to. Drake, I'm like, you just complain all the time. Like I listen, I try to listen to his music. I'm like, he rich. He still worry about that girl in high school, and I know about holding a grudge. But I'm like, let that shit go. Yeah, um, I'm sick of that silly shit. Uh, it's cool for the people who want to hear, and I guess it's cool for younger people. And that's what it is, you know. If you feel like Drake or felt like Drake, then you listen to it. It's cool. I mean, whatever. I, it just ain't for me. Like I listened to his first album. Yeah, it's cool. But other, I, after that, I'm I off. felt like that. When I was in my twenties, yeah. I'm in my forties now. So if I'm still feeling like that, that's a problem. That's a that would be a very serious problem. Like you gotta grow up. And here's the thing we can end with. So you saw that thing with Dr. Dre and his ex-wife, right? Or soon to be ex-wife. I don't know if that's real or not, but TMZ put it out. People ran with it in her request for expenses. Now. I'm going to preface with the, with the fact that I don't really care. It's not my money. It's Dr. Trey's money. It's her money. They'll work it out somehow. Whatever they do is their business at the end of the day. Even though it's they made it out there. It's like, you know, God, I ain't getting none of it, so I don't care. And I also preface this with the fact that Dr. Dre bragged about buying a new pair of Air Force Ones or Jordans every damn day, which seems dumb because you got to wear them shits for like two weeks to break them in anyway. That just seems stupid. But it's like, you're a billionaire. Who cares? I mean, I, you should care, but I'm like... Everybody has their vices when you got money, so I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, it seems stupid, but it's, it's fine. Having said that, 20000 a month for cell phones and emails? <laughs> Where, who are you call Starfleet? Like, what? Emails are free. Somebody, one of my friends was like, People without that's waiting on stimulus check and post about what billionaires do. You need to focus on the money that makes you. I'm like, yeah, that's all fine, even though you shame the poor people. But I'm like, some of that shit's stupid. Yeah. Nine hundred thousand dollars a month for entertainment. Fuck you, got coming what? in the Harlem Gold, Harlem Gold like, Trust. Game of Thrones. Like, what did we? What? I didn't. And it's funny, like the mortgage was a hundred thousand a month, which is a lot. That's a whole lot. But the entertainment budget being nine hundred thousand, it's like it was like a hundred thousand for dry cleaning to pay for a hundred twenty thousand dollars for new clothes. Like, uh, you don't need dry cleaning if you buy new clothes every day. Like, what, 
I'm looking at some of these numbers. I'm like, I guess you ask for what you want and settle for whatever. This shit seemed like lunacy. Yeah. I'm they, just trying to figure out, like, they all, you, they always say you go high when a situation like that so you can, you know. But reason you keep that shit to yourself because they come out and it's like, you're going to get these jokes. What are you? And the funny thing is, I want $125,000 a month to give to charity. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. I ain't giving me some money to you. Get, what? <laughs> Hey. Man, I, you know what? I don't want to be missing. I'm like, I know Trey Simpson. Like, you know what? I could call MC Ren right now. <laughs> Get this. I know he probably thinking because it got to. Because the funny thing, Doctor Dre got some evil shit in his past. He kind of skated on. Oh, did he? We kind of forgot. We kind of forgot because we was. I forget. Kids when that was happening. No, people and jump forgot. Oh yeah. When it happened, we were young. So we didn't really realize it. So by the time we got older, like, oh yeah, he was trash. But by then, it's kind of like it came out again when Sherlock Compton came out. But then even then, it's like, oh, it came out. People talked about it, and then they stopped talking about it. It's like hey, Dre still hit, and Dre not Dre coming to limelight here and there like that anyway. So it doesn't. It's different. Like when it's always in your face, you remember. They don't remember. People don't. Remember. Yeah, people forgot about that part with Dre. Mm-hmm. So that's. Why. If I'm looking at some of them numbers, I'm like, I guess. Yeah, that's all I say. Like I'm, that that seems like it's a limit. Like the education thing, it's a limit how much you spend on education. Like college only costs so much. Spending more not gonna get you anything. Like you can't, you just get more. more. It's not a limit on entertainment, but nine hundred grand. Yeah, oh, man, it's uh, it's, it's some numbers that uh, yeah, <laughs> I want to see how did y'all come up with these numbers because and. Cause she probably threw it out there, and he can afford it too. That's the funny thing. I'm like, Jeff Bezos' wife, uh, Mackenzie Scott, she got divorced, became the richest woman in the world. <laughs> That's a comma right there. That's how rich he was. He was so rich, his wife divorced him. She became the richest woman in the world, and then, like, what six months later, he's worth 200 billion. <laughs> and even it was a drop in the price, just kept him going on, yeah. whatever. It wasn't even cheaper to keep his like. I'll you go. make it back. There you go. I'm good. When you make that, and that's that's obscene. And I'm kudos to her. She she want to keep giving money to Howard and all these black schools because she wanted like I'm. She's like you know I'll need it. Give it away. She actually did it. Cause I'm like I tell people all the time. You hit a certain number, it's just it's just extra. Mm-hmm. It is really just it really just extra. Like if I have if I didn't have to worry about responsibilities of other people. I'll be driving like an S-Class right now. Because that's the only thing I would be able to do with my money is an expensive-ass car or a bigger house. Because my bills are paid. I got savings. I don't, I don't have kids. I don't do drugs. Video games cost so much. So <laughs> I'd be like, so if I wanted to, I if I want to spend $1,500 a month on a car payment, I mean, that's kind of silly. I could. I could I could do that now if I wanted to be comfortable. But I'm like, for what? Ooh, I just imagine that my car note costing more than my mortgage. That's some hood shit right there. But sometimes I'll be wondering, like, you know what? I don't really want to get that old man ride because that like that that Audi Jason Statham was driving in the transporter do be looking good. Sometimes I think that, but I'm like, I won't be fiscally responsible because I can't be in a group chat driving that. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, oh shit. Uh, so, throw your pain, Terry. That's all I got to say. Yeah, uh, we're going to get up out of here. Uh, like I said, next week we are doing 
2000, what was it? 2010, 2010 um, takers. This was a collective collective class. Uh, who do we have in this? We got uh, Matt Dillon, Paul Walker, Idris Elba, Michael Ely, T.I., Chris Brown, Hayden Christensen. Yeah. So, uh, and, I, and Zoe Zaldana. And I would just say with all those names, Paul Walker was the G. If from what I remember, yeah. From what I remember. And that's saying a lot. And this is a time, quick aside with this, this is almost kind of like, you know how we talk about Jet Magazine covers? This is like past, present, future. Because you had J- Michael Ealy, which was the man at the time, is like back the man now, like baseball barbershop. And then you had T.I., who was the man. Like, I know it's hard to believe. When this came, when this movie came out, T.I. was the man. Mm-hmm. Like I remember seeing the previews and women losing their goddamn minds with T.I. Woo! They were squealing like it was fucking Shawn Michaels when T.I. came out. Like they just loved T.I. And Chris Brown. Before Chris Brown became, that's like Chris Brown starting. Yeah, before he became, became before he became infamous. Problematic part around that he is now. Before he, he became so infamous for that night. Uh, that night. Yes. Uh, this is like pre. Yeah. Yeah, this is like he's still baby-faced young Chris Brown, so he had to come up. So it was like T.I. was kind of sex symbol. And this is a funny thing. Keep in mind, T.I. was like the hot one in a movie where Idris Elba was in. Yeah, which and is yet, strange. And, yet, and you had Anakin Skywalker like, yeah, I ain't doing that Star Wars shit. I got my, my, got my hat on <laughs> looking like I'm out slaying cigarettes. And with all these people and Matt Dillon, I, I got two girls at the same time Wild things, Matt Dillon. Paul Walker was the G. Yep. That's all you need to know about Paul Walker. Paul Walker outshined a whole lot of people who normally get outshined in movies, just being himself. Yeah. And everybody always say, you know, but what did he do outside of, you know, the Fast and Furious? A lot. Yeah, a lot. If, yeah, he did, a, he did a whole lot of stuff. People just kind of forget about it. And I always say, Paul Walker is kind of like the blonde 85% of Keanu Reeves, but that's a compliment. Cause nobody can do. Cause there ain't nobody around doing what they do. Ain't no who's Paul Walker now. Yeah, yeah, we don't have yeah. one. We, you ain't got one. They, they've tried. Get, they keep rolling these white boys off the <laughs> conveyor belt. Talking about this, the one we ain't had one. Still haven't had one. And we ain't had a Keanu Reeves because Keanu Reeves still doing it. He's fifty six. Speaking of Keanu Reeves, I did uh, watch uh, Bill and Ted three, and. Mm-hmm. I will say, if you grew up watching the first and second one, this is a fun movie to watch. If you enjoyed those two, you enjoy this one because yeah, this is like a good. I'm, I'm gonna watch it this weekend. I got the weekend off, and I'm just and I tell people all the time. People talk about Keanu Reeves can't act. I'm like, who could do Bill and Ted, Speed, The Matrix, and John Wick, and Devil's Advocate? Those are very different movies. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It's no way. I got it's it's almost. I was it was so weird when they was doing a third one. I'm like, come like that's so long ago. Yeah. I'm like, Keanu Reeves ain't he ain't like look old, but he old. He was like a kid when those movies came out. He had grown at it's weird because like last time you see him, he was old Mr. Sad Boy and John Wick. And now you see him playing like, you know, middle-aged goofball. And it's and it's like he got a different energy now. It's like he's too wise. And you know what's funny about it? They played it just like you wanted them to play it. Like, we're not 20 anymore, but we're not going to be sitting here talking, like, using big words or anything like that. We're still going to have our 
uh, vocabulary that we used when we were kids. And it plays well because it's, when you watch the movie, you'll understand it, that the movie's really not about them. If that tells you anything. Yeah, that makes sense. And I would just say, you know how you're a real G? She ain't had to do this. No, it was for fun because him and his buddy it's wanted to do it. His homie, like you know him and him and Alex Winter has been friends since Jump Street. That's how you know you know people got friend day one friends. Yeah, this is Memphis Bleak. So he never got rid of him. Yeah, they wanted yeah, like I did it for I did it for the homie. It's kind of like you know that's the homie right there. I get that. Keanu Reeves living his best life, <laughs> Bruh. Like they're talking about doing a Constantine sequel again. Like he said, he I down. He said he's down. He said, yo, it's insane. He, from supposedly he's talking to Marvel. Now, whatever that means is whatever that means. Uh, it's, you know, he well, just ha- it's he funny because it's funny because in, the, in he had this stench on him for a while. That it was just like, oh, he was like the like the punching bag or the joke. Like people get their yeah. jokes off on him. But it's like now the son's like, Wick. Oh, fuck all them jokes. Yeah, John Wick. And now it's like, oh, you want to do a Matrix sequel? You want to do Bill and Ted? You want to do Constantine? We're going to go get a Devil's Advocate prequel? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all that old shit we made fun of, let's run it back because we like you. At 56 years, 56, and it's like 56. all the work is coming to this and door. And matter of fact, this is like his third run. Because he did, like, he had the first run, like, Bill and Ted and Speed, then had little hiccups there and there, then did The Matrix, and he was on top of the world, and then had hiccups again, and this is John Wick. He just been kicking. You know what I think it is about the third one, the third time around? He's just having fun, and he's not taking the hot. He's almost where Kurt Russell was his whole, where how Kurt Russell's whole career was, this is where he's at now. Like, I'm just going to have fun and do the roles I want to do. You ever see Manitashi? Yeah. I was watching that for some reason. I was bored. I just laughed because he out here just chewing scenery. He growling at the screen <laughs> for no reason. I'm like, what the? And he directed it to him. I'm like, what is he doing? Having like, fun. what's the whole point of movies? I'm, I'm running a security firm. It's a fight club that's, you know, selling fights online for money. And I want to corrupt them because you good. Like, I'm Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. It, it just, when he does that, when he growls at the screen yeah, for like five seconds, I just laugh my ass off because it's like, that was it. He's the director, so that was a choice. Like, all right, I'm going to do this. Don't be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I remember the first time I saw like, I started laughing because I was like, what the fuck? Yep. Why, did he, why did he do that? And no, he's just having fun. He's just doing what he wants to do. And I saw what oh, what was that movie? It was the um, comedy movie with the two eight with um Ali Wong and the other guy, Keanu Reeves, playing himself. The, like, oh, the Netflix one. Netflix, I forgot the name of it. And he pop up in there basically playing an exaggerated version of himself. Yep. And they're like, it's like he gets the joke. I that's what and I think that's what it is. He's like probably like, was like a first, where's this shit coming from? And as he got an old, he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna just lean into it. Is what it is what it is. It's cool, man. Like he's just kind of place where it's like I'm comfortable with my life. I don't gotta worry about money because he 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 riches <laughs> from everything you heard. It's hard to find a number, but the Matrix made him a whole lot of money. Yeah, and from what I hear, he gives yeah, he a lot gave, of his uh, money no, he away. Gave money, he gave money away to help up. Like he's money does not seem to be an issue. Nope. It, it it probably was never an issue with him anyway, but it definitely seemed an issue now. It's like I'll just be chilling in my hotel. I shoot I shoot movies and I chill. 
pretty much. Uh, yeah, because this is almost three hours. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the world on Twitter and Facebook. Also, the real Jeff versus the world on Instagram. If you want to follow Shahid, you can follow him at Philly Drugs. I got, I got my name now. No, that is not Philly Drugs has died. Oh, I'm sorry. My name is my name. Yes, my Twitter name is my real name because I'm like, you know what? Forget all this dope boys slang the lyrics to all these cute Twitter names. Y'all can have what y'all want. I don't experience anything like that. I'm like, I'm using my real name so you know it's coming from a real person and I'm accountable for what I say because some of y'all be getting real reckless on this Twitter shit. Y'all be saying what y'all want acting like y'all can't get, can't get punched in the face. I say what I say because I'm like, yeah, that's what I said. Oh, someone might find you. Find me! You want to give? You, you want to see what you put? Uh, you want to tell the people what's, what's your whole full name on? This is you putting it out there. No, find out yourself. <laughs> well, if he ain't putting it I out there, it easy for you. I'm it's, not gonna put it there. out. I mean, look, it's Doctor Shahida Bilhadi. It's spaces between all the names. Hey. Yes, Doctor. He is a doctor. Not no Mister. What Doctor Evil say? I didn't go to evil school for ten years to be called Mister. He, he, he is a doctor. Right. He does have the scripts. Not no fake one. A real one. I yeah. paid over a quarter of a million dollars for my education. So it is real. So when you, don't know Mr. Nothing. When you have medical questions, do not go tweet Nick Cannon. You can... <laughs> Just because he's Nick spoke... Nick Cannon have you dipping your nuts in mashed potatoes <laughs> The cure colorectal cancer. And shout out to Chadwick Bozeman because we didn't even talk about that. And I know it's the end of the show. Yeah. I remember hearing that and I was like, I thought it was a lie. Rest in peace. Yeah, it it it's I uh, think it took it, everybody it, by off guard. Like, what? Wait a minute, huh? Because I remember I, I remember the episode, me and you talked, and I was like, why are people joking on his weight loss? I'm saying I'm like, he an actor, he loses weight for roles. Not even yeah, that's what I thought it was. Not even real. Nobody knew except for his circle. So yeah. Like, I didn't know. Shout out to his circle. Shout out to his circle. Because it's something tight. like that's hard to keep. And you gotta have a tight group for that. Yeah, like it's funny. People was thinking like to the point where he was shutting off like Instagram live. People kept making jokes all the- four years. He's shooting all these movies knowing. <laughs> and nobody knew. That was a, I, I know that had to be a physical and mental grind on him. And he got it done. He got everything. And, well, the movies and things that he did, he, he did his best of his ability. You know how you can tell? Because, one, his last post was the most liked post on Twitter. Two, the people around him was, like, devastated. Like, yeah, it was just, like, hit. I, my wife almost cried. Yeah, that threw, that threw me off. I was like, because it was just, because it was like a Friday night or something like that. Friday or Saturday. I can't remember. Yeah, it was like a nighttime. I was coming home. It was Friday. It was coming home from work. And I found out on Twitter right before I left work. And the first time I saw, I'm like, nah, that's gotta be a lie. I thought I thought somebody was playing. And then I was like, I saw people reach I'm like, what? Yeah. Cancer? Four like four years? Like he shot all those movies. Four and it's years. Four years, got all of them in there, didn't tell anybody. Doing all that training, all that working out, surgeries and stuff like that. And this whole thing is like, so, and the funny thing is kind of like, colorectal cancer be knocking us out the paint, especially black men. And we do not talk about, wait till you get 45 and 50, get checked. Um, yeah, this is he was 41. Prime example so to go get checked. Yeah. 
get checked earlier. They always say, wait till you're 40. I'm like, it might be too late. Yeah, I wonder why they set on 40, but yeah. Uh, it's a natural age. They say you normally check, not taking account where it's more aggressive in us because one, we don't get checked, and two, whatever the genetics are or what they are. I'm like, I would tell people get checked at 35. But then insurance come like, well, no, you got to pay for it. It's like, insurance make it. I'll leave that alone. But like, yeah, rest in peace, Chadwick Bozeman. Um, I know it's going to throw a monkey, you know, career wise, like with Marvel. He was supposed to be like the standard bearer, you know, for yeah, the next one of the main phase. ones. He was um, gonna be the main one because it's kind of like it was supposed to be him and about a, all the other one. It's supposed to be him, him and, and old Captain girl. Marvel. Yeah, they were supposed to be the, the two anchors. Um, and I just found it really distasteful for people to talk about it that night that it happened. I was just like, uh, now I know that just drove me off social media when I saw people like, oh, well, what about black? I'm like, bro, fuck a Black Panther right now. But uh, just talking on the podcast and just I know the idea floating around of what I've been seeing is either passing on to it, the woman that played his sister. Yeah, sure, which makes sense because it's comic based. Or I would recast him uh, with your boy you just talked about that was intended with uh, John it, David Washington. Yeah, I mean if you're gonna do it, he the only one. That's and what, I, but I don't know if I want that weight. That's a lot of weight. That's a, a whole lot, lot of weight. weight. And it's kind of like, I just think about the stuff Liam McIntyre went through taking over for Spartacus. And he went through, who was like, they like, this ain't him. This little skinny ass and blah, 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 blah. And that's just a TV show. You were played, and people talking about, oh, they recast all the time. I'm like, it's different because it's kind of like, it's different with Batman. He always wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And, like Superman, it's kind of like ask people who play Superman. If you ain't Christopher Reeves, they shit on you till after the fact. Like we just started appreciate Brandon Roth. We appreciate when he did it. Appreciate him now after we see how hard it is. Like look at all the stuff Henry Cavill went through. Like it's it's different. It's kind of like we always talk about. You really want to be Blade? Like Mahershala Ali won two Oscars, and it's kind of like you know you replace what's just like I would never want to be Iron Man. Fuck all that. You know they got to recast Wolverine. Yes. I'm, I'm hanging up the phone. You called me. Nope. <laughs> like, Let no, me be sub arena. <laughs> it might make you a superstar. No. <laughs> like, fuck. Like, no. It's like, because Hugh Jackman ain't dead. And right. it's like, Hugh Jackman owned that role and he wasn't wearing no mask. And he's like, That's, he could be, I don't care if he's too tall or something like that. He Wolverine. You really want to be the man following you, Jackman? Because if it I, don't work, you get laughed at like George Clooney. You get, you get, if it don't work, you get laughed at. Because look how Val Kilmer and George Clooney get treated. Yeah, look especially, especially Clooney. Like, he fell off the wagon again being Batman. All the bullshit he went through. Yeah, and going back to it too. But, you know, I just think that uh, with Black Panther, if they were to recast with... Um, uh, if they were to recast him with an unknown, then I think it would be tough. But people seem to like Washington, and it may work and it may not work. I don't know. Yeah, that's what they they like him until he do that. But yeah, won't like him no more. It's like the wrestling thing. Oh, we liked you when you NXT. <laughs> there you go. You're right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure uh, those guys at Marvel will figure out the best thing to do, and they'll look at everything. Uh, cause you don't want it. You gotta have you, you station Wakanda in this world. So you can't like say, Oh, we just won't, 
So they might just go with Shuri and make it easy that way. So Yeah, make it easy. Anyway, we are going to get out of here because we've talked a very long time. Uh, you probably have to listen to this in two and three sittings, whatever. But uh, we hope you enjoyed it. The long shows like this. Yeah, for some reason, just get the high number. Shout out to everybody that listened to... Uh, Man with the iron fist. I don't know why. I don't get the fuck why the fuck those numbers jumped up, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm gonna get out of here. You hear my voice again Wednesday. Me and Tiff will be talking about episode number four of Lovecraft Country. Uh until then, peace. Peace.